Hello, welcome to Hazardous Opinions. I am Eric. This is Andy. Hello. And today we were doing Wolfenstein, The New Order. I don't know what accent that is. But uh, it's Wolfenstein, The New Order. Uh, it was developed by Machine Games and published by Bethesda. Bethesda. And so you know it's good. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, composed by Mick Gordon who actually did a lot of the music for Doom, which is, the game is a very Doom-like game. I can very much see that. That's a, that's a good comparison. Yeah. So, uh, very good soundtrack throughout this. Single-player, first-person shooter. Um, they got nominated for, nominated in the Game Awards for uh, Best Narrative and best shooter in <laughs> the year of well, when did this come out 2014 2014 yeah so yeah it came out in may 2014 it was a it was a weird year where we were just coming off of some of the best video games of all time in like 2012 2013 and then machine games drops this yeah it's just an awesome whole, game a whole fucking uh load of Nazi killing. Um this <laughs> yes, is a so this is a new series uh made by them. Uh they have a bunch of Wolfenstein games before this, dating all the way back to Castle Wolfenstein in nineteen eighty one. but uh this the there's also like in the newer generations the the one was just called Wolfenstein came out in two thousand nine. Uh, I played a little bit of that one. That, that one was was pretty good. Uh, but this this uh, new series that they came out with is uh, is definitely the, the the definitive Wolfenstein, in my opinion. Yeah, it's uh, on all platforms, so you can get it pretty much anywhere. It was on last gen, and it's on new gen. I believe they even upped it with um, some of the new 4K textures, at least on Xbox. So. It's a very easy to obtain game. It should be pretty cheap by now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's um, one of those games where it was a very worthy remake and rebooting of a series. Uh, Absolutely. Like Bethesda also did with with Doom. Yeah, uh, they seem to be pretty good at reviving dead series or uh, game series that aren't really like going in a amazing direction. Because Bethesda also did that with Fallout. They kind of rejuvenated and took the rights from it when uh, when that company was failing and made it the big series it is today. I didn't know that Bethesda picked it up. Yeah, they picked it up after, I believe it was Fallout Tactics or Brotherhood was the last one. Oh, okay. From, uh, from the, uh, the, the, the original creators. Yeah, I remember Fallout Tactics. Follow Tactics is a very, very old one. Uh, well, this is the first one was just Fallout, and then that was like a uh, like a top down, yep, um, isometric RPG. Yeah, isometric RPG. Yep, exactly. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't like a turn based, was it? It was semi turn based. Like it was, 
I know it's hard to uh, to describe. It's definitely not like a style of game that we have anymore nowadays. Like it had stuff like Vats. Yeah, I don't think it was called Vats in the first game, but um, I don't think so. <laughs> you can like target body parts, and it was it was like semi turn based. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Wolfenstein has come a very long way from being its old. It was a very Doom like shooter. Yeah, um, you kind of you go through hallways and you just shoot Nazis. You get pickups and you know it's that's that. You, sometimes you fight bosses. Um, yeah, and now it's it's a whole first person shooter. There's a narrative to it. There's a lot of really good mechanics. I'd like to talk about in this game as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, speaking of the mechanics, it's like so the gameplay loop goes is you go into a level or whatever. A lot like Doom, um, but instead of demons, it's Nazis, and you could be like, <laughs> "What's the difference?" But uh, it's uh, Nazis, and so instead of like pickups, the pickups are a little more. Well, I want to say less streamlined than it is in Doom because you spend like most of the time when you're not shooting. You're going around <laughs> picking up stuff and you're spamming X while staring at the ground. Exactly. And I I was thinking about this as I was playing. I'm like, wouldn't it be a thing to where you could just go around and just automatically pick it up or have it just floating there? I don't even care if it's like arcadey style. Like, I don't, like if it's like that, then it just makes it more streamlined for me and I don't have to. You know, I can see it from more of a distance, too, so I can actually get through a level without actually, you know, fucking myself up and yeah. trying to pick up something that could save my life. But I'm spending, you know, two minutes trying to pick it up when I keep missing because I'm running too <laughs> fast. And um, that that happens a lot, too. I have some complaints about that. But uh, other than that, like it, it is a good game. It's a great game. I uh, coming from you know, being a fan of doom like this, I felt right at home at this with this and they kind of just like up the ante from doom. Also, like you can pick up Nazi weapons and uh, you can hold dual wield of any type of gun. So you just have a whole weapon wheel and then like half of them are dual wield. Um, so, yeah, uh, before we jump too deep into the mechanics, what would you rate this game? I would rate this an eight out of ten. Solid eight and a half out of ten. Nine out of ten. <laughs> just, it just keeps going up. I like this game, man. Uh, I honestly, I wish I had more time to play it before talking about it because there is, like, I have this thing where when I'm playing a game, I have to, I have to get good at it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I. I've replayed some levels where like I would die a lot just so I can get through it a lot better and be like, okay, I'm, I'm good with that run. You know, like, uh, I know a lot of people don't do this, but like, I, I actually like, I will go back and try to perfect a level. And, uh, something about this seems very satisfying to me because, uh, I, the, you know, figuring out the different types of, uh, enemies throughout this and how to defeat them easier uh and then actually figuring out how to um 
move around better and you know using the right weapons for them and everything is just something really appealing to me yeah but yeah it's I, I solid nine out of ten out of all that I, I talk too much but with you being a big stealth guy i can see you um definitely replaying a lot of these missions to uh yeah you know, like clear it without being seen type of absolutely thing. um first time i played this that was what i was doing um to a fault because that's probably why i was never able to finish it the first time <laughs> because uh i would uh i could be a perfectionist and i would every time i get spotted i'd restart restart the last checkpoint and um try to do it again but this time i was a bit more lenient with that i was more running and gunning using my dual wields and um yeah using taking the perk system to my full advantage this time actually in my first playthrough so yeah and this game gives you the um the opportunity to take those different kind of paths which is nice yeah Um, they actually like tailor the perk system to your play play style which i really like so. Yeah, and uh, it definitely tailors to mine as well. Um, this game is fantastic. As I played through this again for the maybe sixth completion, um, I was still in love with this game the entire time. I love the mechanics. I love the gameplay. The story's okay. Um, yeah. and it kind of just ends, but um, I like the the gameplay loop for this game is just one of the best for first person shooters for me and absolutely very solid nine for me as well yeah and uh you can play it however you want and i love that because like you don't have to go running and gunning but if you wanted to you could just pull two of them bitches out two (laughs) guns bitch and then just go around and do your thing you know and it's so fun to do but one of the, the biggest issues I do have with that is can we get like a Doom style like slowdown if we're going to open the weapon wheel? There's right. at least four times in this playthrough where I died trying to switch weapon because oh. I, I yeah. don't I never figured out how the Y feature works. If it was like just your last weapon used, but you can only have two weapons on your hot bar and then you have to switch everything else through the wheel. Yeah. So Sometimes I would have my laser craft work. And so when when one weapon ran out of ammo, I was basically fucked if I couldn't switch weapons in time. Yeah, and um, unfortunately, it's even worse on PC. I played most (laughs) of this game on PC. And uh, so you scroll through the weapon wheel, through the the scroll wheel. Oh, yeah. And so um, it pops up right away and you're scrolling through and then it just goes around uh, clockwise until you're on the weapon you got. But yep. me being so like trying to switch weapons, I'm, uh, you know, trying to switch and I'm always landing on the wrong weapon. So I have to scroll back and all that shit. And it's just too much chaos going on to actually figure out what weapon I need to pull out. And like, yeah, right. It's, yeah. It's, Especially at some points in this game where you actually have to be on point because you're constantly getting shot at and there's no cover. Um, yeah, I, I have the I think it was like towards the end, towards the end where it gets really hard is where you really have to be on your ship because um, like I remember that one room where there's this two uh, super soldaten and they had both had miniguns. 
And I died so many times on that level. It was like a small room, too. And on top of those two guys, there was like a shit ton of other Nazis shooting at you, too. Um, I ended up having to cheese that one. But yeah, the room you mean, like the, yeah. the one with all the helicopters? No, it was like in the sewers later. after you're in the base that got taken over. Do you remember that? Oh, okay. The base yeah. got destroyed or whatever, and you went down into like the hangar, and then you went in like through the sewers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I opted to cheese it by staying inside the sewer pipe and like uh, trying to snipe the the super soldiers before I actually even exited the the pipe. And since I was in the pipe, none of the other Nazis have been activated yet, so. I cheated myself on that. Like I, f- I feel bad about that, and I'm, I'm, I'm admitting it now. But I, <laughs> I was a bitch on that level because there was, I couldn't find any other way. But sometimes you gotta cheese it. Sometimes the cheesy is the way. Uh, most of the uh, the bosses I would say in this game are very much um, cat and mouse, and you're just nooky, <laughs> nook and. Like cranny, like hiding in little things, getting your pop shots <laughs> off at some of these big bosses and then hiding again. And it reminds uh, me of uh like these uh these bosses remind me of Skyrim Dragons. Like you kind of <laughs> just hide in a corner and then you pop out, like shoot your bow at the dragon yep. and then hop back into cover. It's like the same concept here. Yeah, the <laughs> the uh, the bosses almost feel the complete opposite of a lot of the enemies. Like, whereas I feel like I didn't take cover very often in just normal gunfights. I would have my dual machine guns out or I would have my shotgun with the ricochet um, thing attached was one of the perks you'll unlock. Yeah. Um, and I would just just start shooting, start blasting. Well, that that doesn't always work with the bosses or um well, what do you mean with the bosses? Like, what bosses like, are you talking th- th- about? That's how I would take on just everyday soldiers. Oh, but like the right. bosses, I would hide more. So it was like yeah, more exactly. of the opposite for me. So yeah, you're right. Like, so it's like completely opposite gameplay style with the bosses compared to everything else in the game. It seems almost contradictory to what they were going for. And yeah, one of those like that's one of those things that's like it kind of falls short there. The boss battles could have been better, but they were just really like short paced and or yeah i think they could have been more interactive like this game came out in 2014 like right you you guys have seen all the previous boss battles before this like yeah a lot of the stuff (laughs) in in this game is not new no from the first person elements it's building off of before could have done something more original with some of the bosses but i mean they're not they're not terrible for what the game is, though. So. No, I mean, for it being like Doom inspired in the first place, it's kind of surprising to see uh, a boss fight that's so like that kind of play style, too, because yeah. uh, you remember in Doom 2016 where uh, every boss you encountered, well, every boss ended up being like a new enemy that you faced anyways. But you would actually fight them the same way you would as anybody else is by running around and actually like using the map to your advantage and, you know, 
shooting them with heavy weapons. But in this, it's like, um, there's like a little bits of puzzles to them too. You have to figure out like how to defeat them rather than just shooting them, which is something that I like, but, um, it's also feels kind of weird if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the two main bosses in this game. There's the one where you're just going to be shooting weak spots for 10 minutes. Yeah. And there's the final boss. We actually have to solve like the, the puzzle. I assume that's who you're talking about with the Zeppelins. Yep. Um, which I spent way too long trying to figure out what was even going on with that one. Me too, dude. That was, <laughs> that was, I, I, I was yelling, um, scared my cats away. I was just, <laughs> I was raging, dude. I could not figure out how to, f- how to beat this game, dude. And I, I wasn't going to about to look up, uh, a tutorial on how to do it. Cause like, I wanted to feel like I was, you know, like, I'm like, if I'm going to review this game, I'm going to play it until I figure it out. And then that that's going to be my opinion of that boss fight, you know? Yeah. So I ended up figuring it out after like wandering aimlessly until finding those uh, those cannons and actually doing it. But up until then, it was complete frustration. There was no right. hints at all, at least with the other ones. I actually got hints like uh, with the with the London monitor on a monitor yep uh you know we had um what's his face uh whoever you saved i think yeah that guy from the the camp yep i i apologize for forgetting his name but like he was in there fergus or wyatt was it fergus or wyatt um no i'm pretty sure it was that guy from uh the camp camp that you saved the oh, engineer set. guy yeah set yep set yeah that guy he was on the radio with you and he was telling you how to defeat it which i liked it didn't seem like any hand holding or anything but um i think he only did it after you were struggling a bit to figure out what was going on <laughs> um which i liked i'd rather do that than actually die so many times before figuring it out yeah but in any case um uh, yeah, I like that. But yeah, in general, the bosses kind of sucked, but the rest of the game is good. Indeed. Um, I actually took the opportunity, this being uh, my umpteenth playthrough, to do the collectibles in this run. You since actually I got them all? Hadn't got them on the Xbox One before, but I've yep. played this game on like 360 and stuff and got all the stuff on there. You um, got them all, eh? Yeah, and... I initially, when I was going through the game, I was making notes about it. I'm like, okay, just another game of pointless collectibles. Like, what the fuck is the purpose of all this gold, all these codes? And then I actually went to the um, the main menu stuff, and there's an extras for the collectibles. Oh. And there's actually a really cool purpose to them, which is uh, unique, especially for a first-person shooter. Okay. Um, so for the Enigma codes, they're these like documents you find around the the levels. Um, it brings you to there's four different puzzles on the main menu, and you have to solve the code and, uh, using those. They're like hints or something like that. Yeah. Um, these different codes you find through the game, and so once you solve all four of those, those are four different um, game modes that you get to play the game in. Oh. So like one is like a 
like a hardcore Iron Man, um, where it's like you can't pick up health and you only get one life. Different challenges, stuff like that. And there was, I think, some easier ones, but actually like stuff that contributes to the game. And I would like to um, go try some of those game modes and see how they are. That's interesting. Yeah, because um, you never see that. Usually when a developer makes a game, they'll add collectibles in there just for just for points ticking off towards that 100 percent. Like, Because yeah. they're going to love collecting this collectible that doesn't serve any use other than to <laughs> make it to 100 percent just for bragging rights. Well, at, at least like if you can collect them and then actually do something with it. I, I really like that. Even if it's yeah. like a game mode just to play the game again in a different way, like that's really creative. I like that. Right. Yeah. And I'm, there's definitely one of the game modes. I can't remember the name that I'm going to play through again here um, just because it sounded interesting. And I think all the other stuff like the gold was um, like concept art on the main menu. No. So, was it concept uh, art? Because I'm pretty sure concept art is a different uh, collectible in its own. And I think you get it oh. like regardless. Yeah, you may be right. Either way, there's there's some other collectibles. There's there's quite a bit of collectibles actually in this game. You'll get like letters that gives you like other like just cool side stories. Yeah. That really like add to the universe. Um about how the Nazi reign uh worked over the last 14 years that you were in the coma. And um getting that like concept arts as well, uh the gold pieces. Just different stuff that like just really neat stuff I like to look at in the main menu. May may not be for everyone. No, I I totally agree. I actually really enjoyed going around and looking at those different lo- notes of like uh whether they're like letters from people or um either like news articles or whatever, they're kind of scattered around. Kind of cuz yeah. kind of like it's like world building. So it kind of just explains like what's going on. It just makes it seem like a a much bigger world than what you're actually operating in because uh, each level has like a, has a bunch of notes explaining like, uh, like I remember one that happened there. I, one I read was in home base and talking in Berlin saying that, uh, talking about how somebody was, um, Somebody was charged for murder and sexual assault. They were publicly executed. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, sure. That that works. I mean, that, that doesn't seem as inhumane as n- Nazis seem to be. Uh, but then there was another one where they were going in through people's homes and uh, taking their children away to make them become soldiers. Um, and uh, I know that probably still happens in some countries. Uh, I... I'm not educated on that, so don't hold me to that. But like it it might happen. I'm not sure. Uh, But that seems more of like a a Nazi way of handling things. They just go around murdering everybody who doesn't agree with them. Yeah, I there's a lot of that stuff that like aren't even actual menu collectibles. Like they don't show up in your tracker or anything. They're just like notes you can read um, stories you can overhear. There was one, I think it was during the one of the sewers levels, you could actually hear a tenant in one of the apartments saying, like uh, calling the police and trying to report their neighbor because they thought they were homosexual. Wow. So 
there's there's a lot of really cool details throughout this game even though the overarching story of this game can be very silly at times yeah especially into the second game as it gets a lot more absurd it Um, does but some of that stuff that like actually did happen under nazi rule um like does make its way into this game like they, they do show the dark sides in the game along with doing a lot of absurd humor as well to keep it light yeah it seems like uh they try to keep the whole whole thing like fun and exciting and lighthearted, but they also want to um convey the fact that you know these are nazis like these people are heartless and cruel and they do well we do get to see a lot of that crazy shit within the story also don't get me wrong but they also like it they also like kind of shed light on the people in this world and how they're being affected by all this, the new order and stuff. So um, it, it kind of puts it in perspective on like how you can imagine this world to be if the Nazis didn't win the war. And as scary as it is, and this game is by no means like realistic, like we'll get into it. Like Blaskovitz goes through like a whole shit ton of things that definitely should have killed him. But uh <laughs> It's uh, it's realistic in terms of like, it, it, I think it's just imaginative. I think it's creative and um, I really like it. Yeah. Um, Machine games really did great here. And I hope they get to make more stories in the future under Bethesda. As of right Absolutely. now, I believe it is only uh, only Wolfenstein underneath yeah. their, their works. So they've done three Wolfenstein games now. Three or four, so three. It'd be uh, this one, New Blood, uh, New Colossus, and then I think they made one Old Blood, or that might have been a DLC. The Old Blood. It was an expansion to. Uh, I think it was an expansion to New Order, which would made it a prequel to the New Order. Um, okay. So yeah. that one, I actually looked into that one. So that one takes place back in World War II while the war is still going on and uh there's actually zombies going on because the Nazis are doing um you know experimentation and stuff and it goes wrong so they created zombies yeah and uh it's actually pretty fun oh yes yes I did actually play that one that is good I get that I got it confused with um zombie Emery trilogy it reminded me yeah. a lot of that I actually don't know if it's an expansion. I think it's a game on its own, but it's actually really short. So, yeah, I think it was sold on its own. Yeah. Um, according only. According to Wikipedia, they're also working on an Indiana Jones game that's Ooh. to be announced, and Wolfenstein Three. So the story continues. Apparently, that would be fucking cool. But yeah. Indiana Jones thing. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that'd be really cool. That's yeah, that's that's really exciting. I don't know if I've played a good Indiana Jones game other than maybe Lego Indiana Jones. So Lego Indiana Jones is the <laughs> only one I've every only Indiana Jones game I've played. I've seen all those other uh Indiana Jones games for like PS2 or whatever, but like I, yeah. it never really um you know, I wasn't really attracted to it because it was I thought it was one of those dumb 
movie adaptation games that they don't re- they're not really that good usually. Yeah. Yep. Um so as we said the uh, like the gunplay in this game is top notch and should be modeled and looked after more in yeah. future games. Absolutely. Um, the armor health system is okay. It can be a little hectic or even sometimes like monotonous when you're going around after a battle and trying to click on a bunch of pieces of metal on the ground. Yeah. But I uh, it's satisfying sometimes. Like the overcharging of health is really cool of an idea. Um, like where you, uh, you get your health back up to full and then any health you take after that like overcharges you so it gives you more health and you don't have a cap there but it will slowly tick down yeah so and i really like that um that's that's especially helpful when you're getting shot at the only problem i have with that is that you know you don't know where health kits are because they're not like Mm. obvious or whatever at least with doom like they're just floating there. It's like arcade style. You just go like, oh, you see health like all the way across the room. You got to go over there and grab it. But this, they make it easier by like highlighting it. Yeah, it glows. Um, it glows. Yeah, it like shimmers or whatever. But it's still like a small object on the floor usually. So you, you got to actually like look for it. And when you're getting shot at, that's not really a smart <laughs> thing to do. Yeah. Um. Usually, I mean, thankfully, usually they're behind cover, so you can actually use that to your advantage, too. But um, for the I think to make the full use of of the overcharge thing. um, It'd be nice to actually see it and then actually grab it as you're shooting people, but. It's a minor complaint, I mean, in a way, you could play this to where you're like. Running from cover to cover but it doesn't really seem like a cover based game. So yeah, it, it contradicts itself in that aspect, but I don't know. I don't know how they could really fix that without making it too far from what they envisioned. I think be honest, what you mentioned with like an auto pickup, like doom, like just a walkover. Yes. It doesn't even have to be a magnet. Yeah. Just a walkover would at least speed it up a walkover um, that would be perfect because you could at least see it on the ground and then you don't have to sit there and look at it to pick it up or just yeah. spam a button that you need to use for shooting yeah because then you're you taking know. your aim away from an enemy exactly the ground so so if you at least if you can see it and then like walk over towards it while you were shooting people and then auto pick it up i think that would be perfect yeah not that this game like it would only serve to benefit the player a little bit more to make yeah. it, the game a little bit easier. I don't think this game is hard by any means. Like the, the normal mode is like a really perfect level for yeah. anyone who's probably played FPSs before, but there's, there's five game or uh, five, uh, five difficulties in total. And they, they make jokes with the names and stuff and the pictures associated with it. But <laughs> I think the, uh, like the five difficulties here are really well done for like the different levels of players. Yeah. Like I've played on the easiest I've played on the middle and I've played on um, the hardest and there's really big differences in between each. And I think even going back through for second playthroughs, people are going to find that it adds 
a different layer to the game, like upping the difficulty. It actually does. So it's like from what I've I actually never played any of the harder difficulties. I just stayed at the the regular one because I I even sucked at that. So I'm like, I'm not even going to try that. (laughs) Uh, But um, when I was looking up how to defeat certain characters like the heavy the the heavy soldiers the ones Mm -hmm. that um shoot rockets at you i was having a real hard time with those guys so i looked it up and found that you know on harder difficulties they actually operate differently so um was it the the super the rocket troopers Mm -hmm. they uh they actually are immune to all of uh, what it was like. You can only use heavy weapons on them and they'll be immune to everything else, which is huh. probably how they are right now on the normal difficulty. But yeah. I actually forget what I read on how they did. But like, I know what you're talking about, though. Like, it's not artificial difficulty. It's actually like changing the game in a way that makes it harder, which yeah. I like. I don't like they're not bullet sponges in the heart. Exactly. I don't a little bit more, but it works. Yeah. Like like most games when they do difficulty, they're like, okay, so if they choose a harder difficulty, we're just gonna up the damage of (laughs) the enemies and lower the health of the player and uh also increase the health of the enemies. So yeah, they're gonna have a real good time with that because they're just gonna have to figure it out to throw more (laughs) bullets at them but yeah i like how they actually figured out a way to change it up one of the best things this game also does is implementing rpg mechanics into a fucking first person shooter like your perk system and there's so there's health and armor upgrades that you can also find i i didn't find too many looking through the levels they're pretty hidden but um they All are. those perks in armor health upgrades are permanent. So if you go start another playthrough, like decide to do all of those collectibles on the first playthrough on easy and then go back through on the hardest, uh, all those will carry with you. So that should make it a lot easier. You know, that is, <laughs> I really like that because uh, almost feels like a new game plus at that point. And the better you get at it, the more, so you also you said you also get your perks too? Yeah, yeah, all your perks carry over. As long as you don't click new game, you have to do um like just start at like chapter one or something in like your right. timeline thing. Okay. So, so yeah, that that's really nice. Yeah, it's I almost really like it. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like they uh they they inadvertently I don't know if they inadvertently it was probably intentional but they made it replayable by adding a secret new game plus by just like if you want to go back and play the other chapters you can have all your stuff (laughs) so don't worry about it play on a harder difficulty but like would that count towards the achievement at the end of the game which one is that or like oh the the hardest difficulty achievement yeah yeah, I was actually looking into it because it's going to be one of my next playthroughs is finally finishing the achievement list on this one. Yeah. I 100%ed it on 360, so now I'm working on the uh, new gen. Um, okay. You only have to play the last level on the hardest difficulty. 
it's it's one of those. Really? So everything so I've seen just have to... says that's still accurate. So you can just just play the hardest level or the the last level. Okay, that's Which interesting. I, I, I didn't. Okay. Wish I knew that before because I played the old gen version all the way through on uh, uber difficulty. Oh and man, it, this game is hard. Like it's like old school modern warfare hard. Oh yeah, I totally believe that. I was struggling with the normal difficulty. <laughs> like you are, uh, you're going to be counting bullets. You're going to be hiding behind a lot of corners and oh, man. taking your time in missions. But it's it's fun though. I I can't. I can't say I hated the experience. Like it's it's difficult and you'll get frustrated, but yeah. I think it's worth it. Have you heard about our Lord and Savior uh, Elden Ring? Oh yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> if you like card games, I would suggest that. Um, it's so so mechanic based, though. It is. It, it's very. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I never got into the Souls Lakes. I I've tried them. Like I've gotten to Lords of the Fallen. I've played Dark Souls One. Um, I just can't get good at them. I just you're not. Yeah. Nobody gets good at them. They just get uh, good enough to tolerate the pain. <laughs> <laughs> at least that's how I I view it. Anyways, uh, if you, I know well, a lot of people that are them. just good at the game and they can just breeze through it, but. Um, it's a lot of one? like RPG managing and all that stuff. Like you really got to make sure your class is on point. Yeah. Whatever, whatever your build you're going for and do that. It's like it could get grindy sometimes too. So I think that's where most people tripped up because like they think they could just get through the whole game and not have to worry much about the RPG mechanics. But it's really based on that, on like how you build your character and yeah have you heard of the elden ring player uh let me solo her yes yeah <laughs> he's pretty popular he's, he's the only one that he helps other people uh defeat the blade of millennia yeah and he was yeah. recently doing one with a mod that um replaced all the enemies in the game with her oh my god <laughs> i never even yeah. played that boss fight and i don't know if i want to this is like an extra boss fight you don't really have to play it for the main story okay but she's out there and like um i'm like dreading it if i ever want to try to do it because like i know a lot of people that are actually like really good at the game like absolutely get decimated by her and i don't think i could if they can't <laughs> do it i definitely can't do it so like i don't know maybe someday yeah so Another thing that this game does really good, and I think it might have just been a fad of the era, is like destructible environments. So was oh, yes. Battlefield 4 coming out around that time uh, was really heavy into this, and like COD Ghosts around that same time as well. Um, uh, mostly environments in this game are destructible, which is nice because almost all the game is concrete, so you see big chunks flying off in the air. Um you shoot up an enemy and like you see helmets flying and metal pieces and um, all the physics in this game are, are really fun. They are. And uh, it, it's actually, uh, <laughs> it's actually a really good difficulty adding, like 
it adds difficulty to the combat also because you can't sit behind a concrete pillar and get your bearings or hide behind it and like shoot behind cover because the Nazis are constantly shooting at you and they have a lot of firepower and (laughs) they will destroy that concrete pillar you're hiding behind in not that much time at all. Uh, We, we talked about this in Soma and I, I think this is also just a big thing of the era but leaning in games i think it's still very common for games to have a lean feature uh i don't think i ever use it in games like um it's one of those ones where if you zoom in when you're next to a the edge of a wall or something he'll like only poke his head out it was a cool feature i don't think i ever use it i was using it a lot in this one for sure uh i was i was hiding behind cover a lot mainly because like I don't know what was going on with uh with my playstyle or whatever if I if I wasn't picking up enough health or armor or something but if mm-hmm. I felt like if I was out in the open for too long I would just get destroyed like they would just <laughs> like they would melt my health so far down like I couldn't do it so it turned into a really heavy cover based shooter for me like i always had like one gun out and i was like peeking behind corners and stuff and um that 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 could be why i was like i i developed the habit while i was doing stealth also just to see who's like behind the corner and stuff so yeah this yeah. uh it's this game can be a lot easier to use if you're good at stealth what was he saying you can this game can be a lot easier if you're good at stealth. Like you can skip entire sections, kill commanders, not have to do entire waves. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I guess I never made a comparison between like action and stealth with this, but uh, I did notice that if I were able to clear a level uh, full through stealth, like I felt like I saved myself a lot of trouble. Um, especially on these maps where like I see all these like these big set pieces where there's like a lot of places to move around and stuff. And I know it's like a stealth area. And if I'm able to kill the commanders and like everybody else in the room all stealthily, I like, I felt like I just saved myself a lot of pain and heartache. Yeah. They get a cool little tracker where you, um, you can hear the commanders, pick them up on the radio and find them by the distance. Yeah. Uh, if you kill the commanders first, you can go guns blazing and not have to worry about alarms and kill everyone else. But if those commanders get alert, they call reinforcements. So it, uh, you have to put some strategy in there as well. Yeah. If you don't want to just kill more people. From my experience, uh, if they do call alarm, it just... Uh, it just notifies the entire area of your presence. I don't know. Like, it's kind of hard to tell how many more show up rather than who's in the room for me, I guess. Yeah. I guess I never took, like, a tally of who's in the room and how many people come in. So I guess I can't really compare. But I feel like they do call reinforcements or they just notify the entire room. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. I think all the guns in this game are pretty standard. You got your pistol, shotgun, assault rifle, etc. The laser craft work in this game, I think, really stands out among video game guns. Like, 
of the decade type of thing. Like put it up there with like the Half Life gun. Uh, yeah, I really love I see that. Like the multi-purpose tool. Like you can. Uh, what, what do you call that? When laser cutter. Laser cutter. Yeah, the opposite of welding. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you laser cutting like through metal and stuff to get yourself into vents, stuff like that. But you can also switch it to the uh, to the laser fire once you find that upgrade and actually like kill people with it. Yeah. And you could charge it up and shoot robots in the face and kill them almost instantly. Yeah, it's it's very really useful. Really useful gun. Um yeah, I didn't figure out until like halfway into well, I guess like last quarter of the game that you can use your laser cutter to make like small, like really tiny holes in the boxes to yep. actually look in there and grab the stuff. I'm over here like when I first got it, like because you can use the laser cutter to open up boxes and there's usually like some ammo or uh, armor or health in there. And like before, when I first got it, I was like taking out the entire side of the box (laughs) to for it to come off and I can access the goodies. But and then I found out like if you just make a little hole, you can just look in there and then just grab the stuff out of there. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I like to pick up the uh, the big mini guns that have the uh, the laser feature on it, and oh, then yeah. just shoot the hell out of the side of the boxes. Yeah, that that's I didn't actually know that that could happen until like later on in the game too. So <laughs> you start hiding behind certain things, and then the fucking yeah. laser bullets just start coming they just through. Go right through. You're like, oh, this is not a safe barrier. I feel like uh, like the enemies get more advanced. Well, okay, that's obvious. The enemies do get more advanced. <laughs> but, like, their weaponry gets more advanced as you get through the game. Like, I don't know what kind of time span this whole entire game takes place, but it seems like there's, like, a significant increase in their, like, ter- their technology from the end of the game to even, like, the middle of the game. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. So, I don't know if it takes, like, takes place over, like, a year or something, but... You mean you even go to the moon and that's when like you really get in the laser weapons. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it could be just a um like distribution to more uh secure areas as well like that. That's true. Yeah. Get the good weapons you seem to be You seem to be getting more into more secure areas the further you get into it. So, yeah, that makes total sense. You yep. um, I I do wish they would have hammered more the pre versus post war uh, or current war versus post war. Um, Like maybe another cutscene or something to like the dystopian ideas that are in there. So I'll I'll get into it when, when we actually like get into the story, but you start to see that the Nazis during world war two have this advanced technology and then at the end of the prologue, we're 14 years later and they have a lot more technology. And you hear about the atom bomb that uh, that they used on America to win the war and uh, kind of switching yeah, six the, of them. the rules of history. Six? Yeah. Wasn't it like oh, six? They had like a bunch that. of them, right? All I heard was atom bomb. I didn't see any numbers. Oh, I... I... 
I don't know if I, I could be making this up. Don't hold me to it. But like, I thought uh, she said they use like six of them on the U.S. And Damn. I also find it funny that uh, when she said that the U.S. surrendered, Blazkowicz was so downfounded. He's like, they surrendered? Because like, why would America surrender to anybody? Yeah. Here I am speaking as an American saying, oh, we're, we're so tough, man. Let's, I mean, if we, we never surrendered to anybody. <laughs> if we got nuked in the 1930s, I think it would be a much different story. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know, because I think it would have been before we like, no, because Blaskowitz was there. He was American. So we did enter the war. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's very interesting to think about like a alternate history where just one cache of technology completely changed the, the way of the war because they only found one small cache um, from the secret organization that we'll talk more about. And that's what changed the uh, direction of the war. That's crazy, right? Like, could you imagine what else do they have the Nazis there? won the war? Good God. Yeah. But like, I don't know, just the more like, I'm just thinking like, what else do they have in like the big jackpots of these um, secret bunkers for the, the technology? If like this was a small one and it was enough oh. to push them to win the war. Yeah, I don't know. And get them like space technology early and like some pretty advanced shit, I would think. Very probably advanced. Probably do some stuff with that in, in Wolfenstein 3. Uh, most of this game takes place in 1961, and the Nazis are like already occupying the uh, the moon. Yeah, eight years early. Yeah, and they got giant robots and all this other shit. Like, I, I get it's like a fantasy game, but I don't know. It, it must have been some pretty crazy technology to be making all that. Like laser weapons and everything. Yeah. And they also had like, because uh, they they discovered that secret organization or whatever. It was like down in the depths. It was like, yep. a, was it like an ancient organized or ancient civilization? No, they're just um, an organization of scholars over the years. Oh. That, like create stuff in secret and just hide like, it away. Went down there and. Yeah, because we went down there and found that uh, spindly, spindly torque thing. <laughs> yeah. It was literally it's just like a floating ball that destroys shit. Um, I thought that was kind of weird, but. Yeah. yeah, but apparently if that's like a. Like just one small invention. Like imagine like what. Like a bunch of that stuff could do. Like, even nice. if you take away the secret organization, like, imagine just a modern-day rifle in World War II. Like, one side having yeah. that. Like, it, it would make a huge difference. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, lower and, your jams, more fire efficiency, stuff like that. Yeah. And then with the Nazis taking over the world, it's not like they couldn't afford anything. Because, you know, they are the currency. It's like make this or die so yeah it's like there's no concept of money going on in this uh in this world anymore so everybody's yeah. doing shit for free labor and 
uh, they're just kind of, they have all the technology they want. So they just kind of just like self propelled themselves in that way. I, um, I don't know the exact years, so don't quote me on this, but also one of the big changes of this timeline might be that, um, Germany maybe never betrayed Russia. And that could have been a big change in the, the war as well. I don't remember hearing about it in the game, but if their discoveries were before they started fighting Russia, like that could definitely change the uh, outcome of a lot of things. So the, like the Russia joined in on the Nazis as their fighting force. Is that what you're saying? It could have been. Yeah. Yeah. If that was the case, that would definitely change the tides. Because I mean, one of one of Germany's biggest downfalls in history was uh, turning against Russia. Yeah. So. Yeah, they were they were a huge enemy to them once that happened. Yep. Yeah. So with all this said, we both rate the game very highly. Um, the game is pretty amazing overall, even if the story, I think, doesn't. A lot of good concepts, but I think BJ's story himself is a little eh. Like it's, it's a little it's, go America. It's go America, stuff. but like he also <laughs> is he, like I think um we're taking it to surface level right now because like I think he has some sort of uh condition or something because I don't think at least in like at least I don't <laughs> he's like more of like a poet, you know, even like towards the end of it. Like he's always thinking of some like uh, analogy of <laughs> situation that he's in. Yeah. And um, he he's always talking to someone else in his head. He's like, I'm coming to you Anya," or even in the second one, he's like talking to Caroline or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stuff like that. So like, I don't, like he has definitely has a different process of things on the outside exterior. He is like, you know, very go American and he's like, uh, yeah, he's blonde hair, blue eyed, super blonde. big hunk. Yeah, exactly. So he, he's like on that, on that side, like he's very like generic he's a Texan <laughs> Texan. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, you know, you get to hear his inner monologue and he sounds like, uh, I don't know. Something about it seems really deep. And I, I I can't really explain what how I felt listening to his inner thoughts, but like it seemed like I felt bad for him because there's sometimes where you explain his past traumas and like how he's dealing with this in a certain situation mm-hmm. and uh like you know, making comparisons. Uh I think uh it was that uh sewer level where you're going in with the mm-hmm the submarine yeah and you're swimming around he was talking about all of his past experiences that were bad with water right um other than that like it it is pretty straightforward but uh i really did enjoy listening to his inner monologue throughout the game Um, yeah it's it's one of those things that i think i noticed the most on this recent playthrough um i think i was just paying attention more to littler details yeah um so Blaskowitz is a captain. So he's obviously he's educated. Right. Um, 
and he's been in the service for quite a while. He's probably seen combat before. And um, I did see him as smarter throughout this playthrough, whereas previous ones when I was just like, oh, fun first person shooter. Yeah, I was like, oh, this guy's just like a just a big tough guy. He's not a not a thinker. <laughs> He's not a thinker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. But like he actually uh, like I don't know if he deals with anxiety or not because he doesn't really show it. But we don't really know that, do we? Because like he's like always like count to four, inhale, count to four, exhale. So he has his own ways of calming himself down. He has strategies, you know, he probably deals with PTSD or some other mental struggles. Um, The second game gets a lot more into his past. I yeah. don't want to spoil any of that, but it's it's very good for those who have the, the chance to very play good. It. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. Uh that's all the uh, the general notes I have. I unless you have anything else, I think we should uh delve into the story a bit here. Yes, I agree with you. And before we do that, we're gonna take a quick break. Yeah, we shall see you soon. My dream, I smell the barbecue. I hear children. A dog. And I see someone. I think I see someone. These things. None of it for me. I'm moved by roaring engines. I'm on warriors. We come from the night. Welcome back. Welcomen, I should say. Welcome. Uh, as we are covering the BJ Blaskovitz story here today. Um, yeah. So we're back with uh, Wolfenstein. We play this game as the American soldier, uh, Captain BJ Blaskovitz, our hunky Texas dude that we spoke hmm. of before. <laughs> um. The game takes place during like an alternate history event or history timeline of World War II where the Nazis somehow advanced faster than everyone else and they won the war. Uh, we initially start off the game fighting through Death's Head, Death's Head's compound to kill him. He's an evil Nazi general. And uh, some events happen. We can wake up 14 years later to see that uh, the Nazis won the war. And now we're fighting for the resistance. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we find the resistance. We find out that the resistance is being held um, in a in a prison in Berlin. Was it called Eisenhower? Eisenhold? Yeah. Eisenhold. Um, yeah. But, um, I mean, the first two chapters of the game, or the, I guess the whole first chapter could be summarized as, like, fighting through trenches and stuff, and um, it, it was fun. You it's use, very... like, a whole different set of weapons in this. Like, you have, like, actual, like, little more advanced than World War II. We- actually, definitely more advanced than World War II weapons. Because um, you're using the Nazi weapons, but 
the yeah. whole set of it is like a sci-fi World War II kind of thing, which is really fun. Um, so there's like lightning striking everywhere because there's giant robots going over the trenches. There's like Panzer, Panzer hounds, Panzer hounds. Yeah. Uh, which are these big mechanical dogs that uh, run around and eat people. Um, which when you really think about it, like these Nazis, like they just create all kinds of war machines that just do the most heinous shit. It's kind of insane. Uh, yeah, but I, I'm sure if we uh, got to look through some German households, we'd see some like cool uh, Uber toaster or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Uber toaster. I love yeah. it. Um, but yeah, they, they have very advanced technology. The first chapter is basically giving you a tutorial of the game. Um, yeah, it was cool. Um, but after that, you um, get to... Yeah, actually, uh, we should dive into chapter one here a bit, because I think chapter one has some of the most cool details about the story as a whole. Yeah, it does. Um, You have some stealth opportunities within it, too. Um, I I didn't really do that because, like, I was kind of, like, I was still kind of gauging on, like, what the hell is going on and stuff. So, I mean, you have some opportunities there, but you're not really well equipped for it anyways. So if you wanted to attempt stealth in these, some of these areas you could, but uh, yeah. Yeah. They didn't give you the, the full capabilities yet for it. But yeah, exactly. We, uh, we kind of start off in our bomber. I don't, I don't know if it's a bomber or just a transport ship, but we're, uh, we're in our aircraft with Fergus yep. and you kind of wake up there. We're having one of our uh, one of our dreams, as BJ often does, and uh, we're immediately in the gunfire. I don't know why Fergus was even letting him sleep. It was just <laughs> yeah. Why was he sleeping? <laughs> but we are uh, getting right in the gunfight with the uh, the Nazi um, planes and anti air also firing at us, and so we have to quickly do some stuff in the plane to save us from going down only for us to, uh, to man the gun for a little while and have our first, how do we survive this moment where a plane crashes right into our plane? Yeah. And he, he, uh, sends us back to do fix the fuel room or yeah. Fix the fuel line or whatever. Yeah. And then lo and behold, like every action scene ever, we crash the plane. Uh, and then we wake up on yeah. the beach of, I'm guessing, I don't know where it is, but I want to see. We didn't crash our plane. We get huh? We didn't crash our plane. We get some cool action set pieces of us uh, boarding another oh, plane. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Private Wyatt was flying the other plane, and then we jumped over to the other plane to hop into that one. And then uh, once we wake up, there's... Uh, we basically end up on a beach and we're getting fired upon basically on the edge of uh death's heads compound. And yeah, after this is like very normal, you basically yeah. have to figure out how to get into the, the compound fighting through trenches and stuff. It's, it's really fun. We really fast paced, a lot of warfare going on. 
Yeah, I like this portion. We're trying to um, play a little bit of cat and mouse with one of the Panzerhunds. And uh, we're going through the water and through some other ships. And eventually we get to one of the anti-air turrets to actually yep. kill this thing. Um, uh, one thing was, is like, there's like two anti-air turrets. There's a first one where you got to kill the pilot and that's all you got to do. Can't really do anything with shooting it. But I'm I didn't know this on the, on the beach. Oh, you're still on the beach. That's an anti-air gun. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the one we used to, uh, or sorry, not anti-air. It's, it's probably one of the, um, the down. Well, I guess it is anti-air cause it's on a plane, but you kind of use that's it true. to, uh, shoot that's one of the panzer hounds that are running at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, uh, yeah. we, we get to meet like our whole crew at the start here, which we're not going to remember any of their names cause only one of them is going to make it. Yep. But, uh, yeah, we meet Wyatt and we meet back up with Fergus and some of our other crew. And for some reason, Sergeant, Ver- uh, Sergeant Fergus is giving Captain Blaskowitz commands. Uh, yeah. Telling him what to do. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's how that works. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> for the sake of it being a game, you got to be told what to do. Ship. And I, get it but like yeah in in a real world like he would not be giving commands and it doesn't seem like uh but like also we gotta like consider like how much combat experience fergus has compared to blaskovitz not saying one has more than the other but like i know there's like a thing within ranks that if you if you know a sergeant has more combat experience than the captain then the cap or the sergeant's gonna you know not give orders. I mean, technically Fergus was giving orders, but more give more advice than. Yeah. Um, I guess my problem isn't with Fergus, like giving orders himself, but he's telling Blaskovitz to go rush a bunker. Right. Like, hey, captain, go do this super dangerous thing. Not, you know, <laughs> like any of the five privates that are in our group. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think he chose Blaskovitz because I think he knows he's capable that's true. Yeah, I mean, as we'll see, most of these other guys are just fucking cannon fodder. Pretty much, yeah. Um, <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> yeah. They pretty much all die. And then um, Blaskovitz is like, I don't know, if you if you had this guy on your team, like, would you would wouldn't you just send him to do everything? Like the guy runs around with two assault rifles and just murders everything. Yeah, I mean, I do have guys down here that I could definitely see being a being like BJ, super yeah. buff dudes, and you know that would just fuck up some Nazis. Exactly. I would, I, if I were Fergus, I would do the same thing. If I'm, if I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> yeah, like I, I get it from a logic perspective of like who's most capable. Just from the rank persp- perspective, I was like, that's a little weird. Yeah, because uh, Fergus continues to do it through the rest he of the does. game. He does. He tells us everything and I'm all for it too. Like he really knows what he's doing. And I'm like the way he tells me how to do it. Like it seems really convincing. So like, I'm just going to listen to this guy. Very (laughs) commanding attitude. Very old. (laughs) Um, He is very old too. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of like storming death's head comp death's heads compound, taking out some anti-air, having some, some fun times in the, the bunkers. Yeah, uh, and uh, what do you what do you call those the uh, the tunnels? Tunnels trenches. and 
trenches. Yeah. yeah. I like trench warfare in games. I think it's always very, it's very fun. It's very close countered. Um, yep. Very good combat. I remember doing a lot of it in uh, Battlefield 5 when I was playing that. And uh, yeah, I have the same same opinion. It's a good experience. Um, do you remember World at War? Uh, Metal Call of Duty? Duty? World at War. Oh, the yeah, Call of Duty one. Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, wasn't very much trench warfare in that one, surprisingly, but... It still uh, had a lot of the World War II aspects of it. There was I one think I played like... growing up that was really good. I think it was a Medal of Honor game, like Medal of Honor 1 or 2. And you like actually do Normandy and really? you're storming beaches. And I'm sure it's way different than I actually remember because I was a kid playing it on PS2. But yeah. uh, like I was like, this is amazing. Like there's... All the, the caltrops, like those metal um, like asterisks in the sand. Yep. Um, and like there's bomb craters and like you're just running up the beach trying not to get blown up. And you're cutting through like wire once you get there. Like I remember that game being so, so in-depth. Um, it's probably what inspired my love for like World War history and these kind of games. Absolutely. Yeah. And um I, yeah, and I am aware that, like, the Battle of Normandy, I mean, D-Day is, like, uh, an age-old testament to World War II, especially for Americans. I mean, any game we're going to make, we're going to have D-Day in it. Because I know especially in uh, Call of Duty World War II, have you played that one? Call of Duty World War II. Is that the it's uh, a that's recent a newer one. one, right? Yeah. It's yeah, a newer one, yeah. You throw me so, off going back to World War Two. <laughs> it's like uh, one of the last games that had they had before they updated the engine. I think it was the last game before uh, Modern Warfare 2019. Yeah, I remember the multiplayer not being great in that when I played it, but I did it, enjoy the campaign. The campaign was really fun on that, and um, I remember playing D-Day on that. The whole... The whole adventure you took throughout Normandy and like the whole stealth parts with Paris and stuff was just a lot of fun. Like, I don't know if I could ever get enough of like World War Two content. Um, I don't know if that what that makes me sound like, but like I think World <laughs> War Two is just fucking a fun place to be in in uh, in a video game. Not actually. Don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, it is super fun. And then this game kind of takes that and like puts it in perspective of like, uh, like a sci-fi, um, spin to it. So it's still a lot of fun running through these bunkers and, uh, the trenches and stuff. You said you spend like the first half, not even half going through trenches and then the rest of it, you're going through a whole bunker to get to these AA turrets and, uh, cool bunkers too like you can already see that the nazis have this um super concrete that that they talk about more in the game um yeah like just the way these bunkers are built um it's always been like aesthetically nice and like they're just massive things and you're just working your way through these killing tons and tons of guys 
Tons. Full of people. Especially when you uh, get to the turrets that you can detach from the turrets or the, yeah. the mounts and uh, just run around with those. And you get to do that quite a few times in this game. And I always love the opportunity to do that. Yeah, um, it's like um, I had the thought go through my head. It's like, like, how much can we uh, deadlift to be carrying around <laughs> the turret? Like at least... Like ODSTs in uh, Halo, you always yep. see them, and you're like, "How can they rip off a turret?" Yeah. And like a uh, Spartan always seems like they also like struggle to carry it. Struggle a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you see how built BJ is, and you're like, "Yeah, he could probably carry a turret," but those things aren't fucking light. Like, I think even the two four nines are like 30, 40 pounds. Um. So this thing's got to be like at least a hundred, and you're carrying it at hip level and firing it. Yep for not a short amount of time so no he is definitely strong and i think uh like while we're playing as him is kind of exaggerated like i okay i have an opinion so when he's running through and killing nazis as we're playing as him is a different person than when he is in a cutscene. When a cutscene, he seems like a strong guy, but like normal level. But like when we're playing as him, mm-hmm. he just turns into a, a absolute monster, and he can hold two assault rifles or even two sniper rifles. And why you want to hold two sniper rifles? I mean, why the fuck not? <laughs> uh, but like doing all this crazy shit, and then as soon as it cuts to a cutscene, he just seems like a you know normalized guy. Till he gets like stabbed or something, then it gets kind of crazy. But even then, it's like as we're still playing him, that's when the crazy shit happens. Yeah, but I digress. Um, where were we at? There was a there was a cool set piece in this where uh, we're climbing up a a wall. Yeah, on a Scaling the wall. Um, yeah, scaling a wall on a rap- rappel. Yeah, or I think it's a different word for it when you're going up because rappel's down. I can't remember, but uh, there's, there's uh, a funny moment right before we get here because just before we go up there, we regroup with the uh, with the guys again. For, yeah. For some reason, we went a different way than them. Um, and the mecha dog attacks us again. And yep. fucking Fergus throws a grenade and it catches it to, and blows it up. Uh, blows up the dog. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I see. Was it programmed was- to play fetch with grenades? Like, what the <laughs> yeah. hell happened here? When they designed this big uh, mo- uh, this robot dog thing, <laughs> did it, <laughs> where in the programming did it say, grab this if I throw it? I don't know. It could be. It really could be. And then, like, Fergus knew that. He was like, I don't know what they would catch in their mouth that would be useful to anything. But I, the, my biggest theory with it is that, as we see later, the Nazis, especially Death's Head, loves to use brains in his machines. Oh. Like, almost all his uber soldiers are brains. So maybe it's a dog brain. Yeah. It's an actual dog brain. You know, know what? I, I could believe that. Yeah. That, that's totally possible. 
Actually, that's that's, that's new. That's my new headcanon. That's that's exactly what it is. It's just really fucking funny because we're going through all these um, big combat scenarios, and you're just murdering tons of people. And then yep. you, you play fetch with the dog with a grenade. <laughs> Silly fetch. <laughs> that and, that uh, Saint Panzerhound almost kills you too. So good thing, good thing as a yeah. dog brain. Um, Fergus gives us a whole pep talk before we go up the side of the mountain too, or the the side of the castle. Yep. And uh, just like what? Wh- why? Shouldn't that be us as the captain giving the pep talk? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Are we just a shit bag that we just sit back and I don't know. I guess you gotta let your NCOs do something sometimes, but that's what I'm saying. Like, come on, BJ. We're a different person. We're not Blaskovitz anymore when we're uh, <laughs> when we're playing as him because we don't even talk yeah. at all when we're playing as him. He has no, he internal dialogue, like, but he doesn't actually yep. say anything. To anybody else yep. yeah so i was gonna say so, too i i was playing through this again and i was like oh i didn't realize how quiet he was like he only talks yeah. in cutscenes. exactly um this castle i think is a big uh, callback to the the original game castle wolfenstein yep um like just how it's designed and like how some of the corridors are reminds me of the old wolfenstein so I, thought, I, I thought think that, that was, was intentional too. Um, because it, it really is like kind of, I know what you're talking about too. Cause like I actually, uh, I never actually played castle of Wolfenstein. Actually I did. Um, back on the opportunity. really old computer, I played return to castle Wolfenstein. So I didn't play the original one, uh, but yeah. I did play return to castle Wolfenstein. And it did look a lot like this. You actually have the opportunity within this game. Um, there's a portion where you're at the resistance hideout and you can sleep in a bed and you'll wake up uh, dreaming inside Castle Wolfenstein. So oh, yeah. The old game. Yeah. So it, it seemed just like Doom 2, but it was like jarring because you had all the regular weapons that you would in the uh, actual game or this game. Yeah. But you're playing it in like. Oh, a, yeah. <laughs> 8-bit world. It was like so, 2D, but you were a 3D yeah. person. You were a 3D, but everything else was 2D. And uh, I know there was something like that in Doom also. Uh, but yeah, I always love to see it. Yeah, that is... It's really cool to see like developers pay homage to the older game and like actually show um, their like, love for the series rather than you yeah. know, being just someone who cranks out a game to revitalize the series for money. Absolutely. So yeah. I feel like they put a lot of love into this. Um, yeah, I, I, it makes me wonder like how, how much in relation to they are to ID software. Uh, I'm sure being all under Bethesda's banner or uh, under Zenimax under Bethesda. Um, yeah, they're probably, like they probably swap workers and stuff. Like you get opportunities to work at other ones. I don't know how that works. Okay. So they, they get a lot of inspiration from each other and they probably like move each other forward. I'm assuming it'd be nice to see if that's the case, but 
they probably have access to like each other's assets and ideas and stuff like that. Yeah. It's That's a, really nice. It's a very... it's like they're not in competition, but they're more like cooperative. Yeah. It's a very interesting new umbrella now with uh, Microsoft owning them. So yeah. Microsoft bought ZeniMax. ZeniMax owns Bethesda. And then under Bethesda, you got like all these other developers like id and uh machine and a couple others so yeah i mean yeah. i got i wonder I'm, how i'm kind of excited i mean i'm not all about the whole monopoly thing but uh you know like giving these uh giving these developers an infinite budget is really appealing to me <laughs> if they if yeah. they actually have one i don't know I, i'm sure they have a bigger budget not infinite, but like, yeah, just a bigger budget for better games. I am really excited to see where it goes. I mean, Redfall hasn't come out yet, so I can't speak if it's good or not yet, but I'm really happy that um, the Arcane has been getting the opportunity to do more games um, after yep. Dishonored. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure um, I could be speaking wrong. I think that's the same people. Um, it is. Arcane, uh, they did Prey, and they did... Yes, um, yeah. They did Dishonored they, and... Yeah, Dishonored and... And now Redfall, which I'm very excited Redfall. for. Redfall. Yeah, it's like about vampires and shit, right? Yeah, it's... I think it's like a Back for Blood, Left for Dead style, but it's with like vampires. Okay. So I'm, I'm excited for it. I like those kind of games. Um, yeah, yeah, I think also did Deathloop. Microsoft has really shown that they're not doing a typical monopoly where they're just quartering the market. Like everything on Bethesda or Cinemax's thing is still available across all platforms, except it's just more accessible for um, those under Microsoft's banner. And you get it for cheaper in Game Pass or whatever the situation may be, and um, and their games get more funding, so it's good all around. I dig it. So after Fergus's wonderful pep talk, we get a cutscene where we uh, start working our way up the castle walls and get to uh, to work our way into Death's Head Compound. Um, yeah. For some reason, we're going up here alone again. Uh, or we're not going up the side alone, but once we get in, we're the only one there. And we have to work our way to open the main gate for everyone else to get back in. Once yeah. we do that, we meet back up with them later and look for Death's Head again until we find this uh, science project room. Yeah, so in this room, there's a bunch of people like laid out on... <laughs> They're like on these... Little operating tables. Operating tables, but they're hooked up to these machines where their their back like skin is like spread apart and there's like a bunch of arms like sticking into them and these people are very malnourished yeah. too. So we get the he's idea not that Germany's just Nordic. <laughs> spread eagle. <laughs> yeah. Spread eagle. <laughs> the blood, blood eagle. eagle. <laughs> spread eagle's completely different. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we talked about that one. Before. Yeah, we did. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we get, we get the pretty good idea that Death's Head, Death's Head is uh, pretty 
cruel in his experiments and i don't really know what he's trying to achieve here with his experiments but they're pretty cruel i mean he's a nazi scientist that's all you really need he's trying to make super soldiers general um bj has a history with death death's head as well we don't really get into that in this game and i don't think it covered it in old blood so i hope maybe we get like more of that in the future hopefully of uh their history together they do like to do uh flashbacks um i guess my headcanon is that uh blaskovitz like dissociates a lot so he probably doesn't get doesn't remember a lot of things until he's like reminded of something and then we'll have a flashback um, yeah so and maybe it's like repressed trauma that he's of, currently experiencing part of the thing is that i think this game uh isn't only told from his perspective but is like actively being told by bj yeah so i think his head injury like probably makes details a little bit blurry so yeah um that could be why we were so badass too maybe he's just like he has like a super ego that he just (laughs) thinks he's doing all this stuff but he actually isn't who knows yeah so we're in this room and this is always one of the scenes i think of most um when I think of Wolfenstein, we're trying to figure out a way out of this room and Wyatt as the uh, the fuck up he is throughout the game. <laughs> um, or depends. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, accidentally triggers the incinerator for the room. So we escape only to be inside another trap room uh, that, uh, fucking what are they called? The Uber Soldat uh, pops out of the bottom and like crushes the head of one of our guys. Yeah. Such a like badass scene if it wasn't for like you know one of our guys getting killed uh like a good uh good horror element for this area yeah he just fucking crushes him and then we get our first uh experience killing them yeah the super um, soldat and that's when uh <laughs> uh death's head stares at us from the room we just left and activates the uh the crusher walls yeah the room start what like I want to know what the fuck the point of all that was? It's like when somebody designed <laughs> this room, what makes them think that was a good idea? But anyways, uh, yes. and off the main wing, I want one of those crusher rooms. You know, yeah. where the walls come in. You ever seen where one wall only goes halfway, and then the other wall goes halfway? <laughs> you ever seen uh, Star Wars? Yeah, I want to like that. I want a, a room <laughs> designed crusher. just like that. You know, just in case. For the same scenario, but um, yeah, this one needs incinerators. This one is a spike room. <laughs> yeah. I want to know what kind of Just drugs he's on because he's when he's designing these fucking rooms, man. Uh, so somehow the crushing of the room only knocks us out, um, and then we wake back up in the incineration room. Yeah, and uh, Death's Head uh, gives us a wonderful choice as he monologues. Yeah. We have to choose to kill either Wyatt or Fergus. So um this is always one that like I had to think about really hard before making this the decision. Not just because of a moral choice, but because they, they flip how it works. He says you choose the one you want to die. 
instead of usually in video games it's choose who you want to save yep and that's um, like such a harder decision to make too it just adds that much more yeah like because you can't really use your morality in this situation because like you're choosing someone you're you're gonna choose someone who's gonna die and i think that's like the like the craziest spin on every choice i've ever made in a game it is is really interesting and it's like you're choosing between this lifelong military friend who is an older guy or you're choosing between this young private who has um, so much like life left in him. yeah like very very intelligent very young kid and like like how do you choose like you choose someone who has more life left to live or you choose the person who's your friend right and it's it's a very tough decision too and um uh, my first playthrough, I chose, I chose Fergus to die because I, I felt like you know Wyatt was like he was too young to die, and I understood that. And then you know I felt like Fergus like had that mindset of like because he cared so much about Wyatt too. Like I felt like that's what he would have wanted too. So that's what I did for my yeah. first playthrough, and then second playthrough I chose. Um, I chose Wyatt to die just so I could see Fergus's playthrough, and they they both have they they have different uh, instances on like how they operate it throughout the game too. I don't know if you knew that. I I wish there was more though. Like it's like one picks locks yep. and one hardwires things exactly. But I wish like that was more of a thing. I I don't recall it like being that often that you were. It's come up on these things it's really it doesn't not make that a difference. often i think after chapter five you don't really it doesn't really change anything after that um but then i'm not exactly sure i i only played a little bit of uh from what i remember of Wyatt's playthrough i don't think it was that much different and i also didn't really uh complete the game so i can't re- make a full comparison but uh this this yeah. one i had fergus's timeline and uh, that was pretty good. He actually has some regrets for, you know, your decision and stuff like that. He was pissed off at you. And um, pretty sure from what I remember, I, Wyatt, like, was grateful for it, for your decision or whatever. But he still felt bad. But yeah, I did Fergus this playthrough as well, just because Wyatt's my man. Yeah. Like, I've I think in every other playthrough, I've always chose him. Yeah. Um I like Fergus, but he's he's kind of an asshole through most of the game. He is. I haven't played through Wolfenstein 2 with him. Um I carried over Wyatt as my guy for Wolfenstein 2, so I only know what what his story ends up turning out to be. Yeah. And I I'm pretty satisfied with how Wyatt is, so He uh he ends up becoming like a close friend to you. And like you said, he is he is grateful for you saving his life and um, is like sad about Fergus and stuff. But I mean, he's got a lot to live for and he he does good things. That's true. I think he tries to make it Fergus remains make it worth your, um, you know, since you granted him life, I think he tries to make it worth it, I guess, if that makes sense. Like he tries to prove his worth. I guess. Yep. But 
Fergus, yeah, Fergus already has his pretty, worth uh, because he basically it. just tells you what to do throughout the whole thing, anyways. And yeah, he just he's the know-how yeah. guy. And he he could redeem himself in the second. I I can't say for sure, but throughout the entire of this game, he's pretty much like it should have been me who died. Yeah. So I think he's still like wrestling with that. Yeah, he he cared a lot about Wyatt, and it's I guess the Fergus timeline is more of like a dystopian, like sad thing about him, but he still tries his best. And, you know, it's just like, it's tough, man. Like I can't tell you who is like the better way to go, but I don't know. I don't, yeah, there's, there's no right answer really. Like you're, you're choosing between two people that, yeah. It's an impossible Um, decision, but we don't get many details about this experiment right here. Um, but as we get to the end of the game, we get to see like an actual cutscene of what happened to Wyatt. Um, we'll just keep saying Wyatt is, is we both chose Fergus for this playthrough. Yeah. Um, and it, it's pretty gruesome. Like the, the procedure it is and um, like actually watching it. It's pretty horrible. A little uh, thwomp of him sucking his brain out at the end. Yeah. Ugh. A little tube. <laughs> That's, I, out of all things I thought he was going to do, that was like the last thing I expected him to do, <laughs> if I'm going to be honest. Like, that's just so crazy. Sucking his brain out with a yeah. fucking vacuum cleaner. Basically. Ugh. Very fancy vacuum cleaner. But yeah, but after he, uh, all, so he kills Wyatt. Yeah, so we, he kills Wyatt. We know that. It cuts to Blaskovitz like zooming in on his face, saying that this is some horrible shit, and I know we know it is, but uh, we don't exactly see what he's seeing until later. But um, so after that, we have to escape the room. So basically, you know get the window open and jump out. And then on the way out, like there's a shrapnel that gets into Blaskovitz's head as he falls. And yeah, he has activate the incinerator again in the room. Yeah. He's, he's activated an incinerator and then we jump out and explodes and then we get shrapnel in our head. <laughs> uh, and then yep, since we jammed up the pipes, it, uh, it blew yeah. up. Yeah. Um, so Fergus carries the fucking crippled guy out of here because it was just us three left. Yeah. But we don't see him again in the game. So I feel like he hit the rocks on the way down. He must have or something. Or just couldn't swim because he was crippled. Yeah. <laughs> and that that might even be worse. That sucks. Um, we made an attempt to save but only him. Fergus I don't know what else we could have done. Yeah. Um. We'll see Fergus later in the game again, but we uh, unfortunately were cut up by it. And uh, yeah. Yeah. That ends the prologue chapter. And fall in the water and then uh, wake up in a, a hospital like gurney. Or it's actually a hospital bed. There's like people operating on us. We don't know who they are, but they were like it's in a pretty badass scars. Up, <laughs> yeah. Right, um, but we're in a wheelchair in a some sort of asylum. Like this is the asylum level, 
and basically sitting there for however long. There's like this cool little montage of things happening, like beds being moved, beds being made and stuff. Like the whole cutscene is that like we don't like we don't know how long time has went by, but we're just seeing things happening as he's just sitting there in a vegetable state looking out the window. Yeah, and you he's monologuing a bit and you can like as it goes through the years of him watching and just sitting there, you can kind of hear him like getting his mental faculty faculties back and like being more aware. And until we uh, come up to the day where BJ has to act or die yep. in the, the present day. I thought this was a really um, cool cutscene on how this happened. I like this. Yeah. So, so Anya and her family run this, this uh, mental institution and the Nazis come and do what Nazis do, and they take mental patients for testing. Mm-hmm. And one day they decide to come and shut down the facility, and they kill Anya's family and kidnap her. So uh, just as we're about to get uh, pillow silenced, <laughs> we uh, we uh, managed to... Was it our fork? There was, was a, like knife a knife on the table was- there uh, to cut our steak. Let me grab that. Oh, yes. Um, we managed to, uh, to kill a Nazi and we're fully back in business somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he said his uh, his legs are like jello or legs are like jelly and his <laughs> fingers feel numb, but he's actually perfectly capable of doing everything. Uh, and he's got yeah. headaches. They almost should have like maybe had him crawl for a little bit or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, we wow. had a lot of that going on in in Wolfenstein 2 but uh yeah. uh but in and this like, like it there so you're just perfectly capable of everything and uh and you're you're able to sneak around and then there's like these little uh uh, uh light it, it turns like black and white and stuff and like flashes i'm guessing that's like the headaches or whatever that you're getting from being active oh, again yeah and so, I mean, that thought that was a cool little immersion effect. But, I mean, if you wanted to run through this level and just murder everybody right away, you could. But I actually walked, <laughs> ran around stealthily through this part. What, like, how did you how did you go about this? I definitely did stealth through here. I can't remember. I think you get the silencer right off the bat in the game. Oh, you do? It's just if you turn it on or not. It's like on the D-pad. Oh. I didn't know you. I don't know if you. I know you get in like chapter two or three, but I didn't know you get this. Or we are on chapter two, but I I thought you got it. Didn't get it till chapter three. You could be right. Uh, Either way, I I did stealth my way through this, whether it was throwing knives or silencer. Yep. So made my way through this level, and it's a really quick level. You work your way outside and um, save Anya, and you pretty much drive off with her. Yep. She uh, she takes us out to her grandparents' farm. Yeah, and uh, once we get there, there's a there's a knocking coming out from the the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> we open it up, and then there's a Nazi in there, and uh, a Nazi officer, Nazi officer, An SS officer, no less. So, what do we do with any Nazi we see? We tie him up in the basement, and then uh, yeah, well, let we let the grandma slap him up a little bit, but uh. After that, we put him in the basement. 
and then I don't know where this guy had a had a minute to jump in the trunk. Like judging I, from like I, the, the video game scenes. I wondered this too. Um so I actually went back and played this level again. When you first go out the doors yeah. of the asylum and look out the yard, you could see him getting thrown into the trunk. And then the trunk closes before oh. you can even shoot anybody. So it happens really quick, but you can notice it. That is as soon really as you cool. walk outside. Oh, um, so was he? Is he like getting in trouble then? He must he have was thrown in there because he was getting thrown in there by other Nazis. So I don't know if he was like a defector or something, but it's interesting. Yeah, he was in trouble for something. Because he, uh, he definitely. Uh, wasn't on our side. No, nope. we were interrogating him. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we get to a point where we have to suit up and grab a, you know, a chainsaw to interrogate this guy. We put on our goggles, our apron. It's going to get bloody. Um, and yeah. basically we, try to get him get to, to tell us where the resistance is. And he refuses. We used to have another one of these funny, like we survive this or how does BJ keep shrugging this shit off? Yeah where initially he breaks free from his restraints and stabs us like eight times with a screwdriver. Yep. And then and I know the shoulder isn't like a fatal place, but he just fucking knocks him out and repeatedly like, punches him in the face he as just, we're getting stabbed. Like, holy shit. <laughs> he just shrugs this shit off. I don't know how. Yeah. But yeah, uh, after interrogating him with a big chainsaw, uh, he finally tells us where the resistance is, and they, he tells us they're, we're in Eisenwald prison, where the resistance is, and yep. then we get some clothes from Anya's grandpa, and he basically, or is it her dad, or is it her parents or grandparents? No, it's it's her grandparents. Okay. Yeah, her parents were the ones that got killed in the- That's right. Uh, the yeah. In front of us. Yeah, and he makes a little minor threat to Blaskowitz. <laughs> I take love care this of her. guy. Or he I'm gonna is find you. One of my favorite characters, and I'm gonna game. hurt you. And he's like, I understand. <laughs> like, also, like when he's giving him the clothes, he's like, it should fit, but you might not look as good as me. Yeah, like yeah, he's a um, good sense of humor. We got to like have dinner with these guys before uh, we interrogate, and they kind of tell us a little bit more. And BJ's like, what? We surrendered? Yep. Uh, that's where they, they talk about like the atom bomb being dropped on America and um, it being like 1960, 1961 now. Yeah, so, so it was 14 years later. Yeah. Using a vegetable escape for 14 years. That's God, crazy. Imagine the bed source. Or yeah. I suppose he probably got rotated often, but jeez. Man. But uh yeah, the, the grandparents come with us because, I mean, we just killed an SS officer in their basement, so someone's going to come looking. Yeah. Because um, they know whose family ran the institution, so uh, they come with us. They're gonna, we're going to head out to Berlin to go find the resistance, and uh, we hide in the trunk while the older couple drives. <laughs> the first time we actually stop when we come up on a guard post, um. <laughs> he knocks he finds us in the trunk and the fucking grandpa blows his head off <laughs> he's got fucking his head him. gets blown off and then he, he he pulls us out he's like you kill nazis the road is not safe 
And he's like, I'll stay with the car. I'm like, all right, man. I like you. <laughs> yeah, I love this guy so much. We wait here. And so basically this whole level is, I think it's like three stages of like going in, clearing out the Nazis and just having the truck drive forward. Um, yep. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, you, it's it's pretty easy to do this stealth like, um, but it could easily go wrong with, I mean, not wrong, but it could easy, easily go the other way with a whole lot of uh, shooting. But I, I did pretty much the whole thing stealth pretty easily. Yeah, we um we don't end up getting to find out where the grandparents go. All we know is that Anya and BJ get on the train to Berlin at the end yeah. of this level, and uh, we run into two other interesting characters of the game. Um, yeah, I think it's, I don't know his actual name, Bippy Buppy, whatever she calls uh, him is. Your pet names. Booby. Booby. Bubby. <laughs> it's either Booby or Bubby. It's something like that. Yeah. And uh, uh, Frau Engel, who is also a Nazi SS officer. Yeah. Um, well, what was her so full we... title? It was something uh, really long. It had Fuhrer at the end. That was the only, <laughs> the only word I recognized out of the whole title she had. Yeah. Obenbacken, Obenbacken Fuhrer. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm I can't remember what her full title is. She's she's pretty high ranking. Yeah, um, I would say like only a couple steps under Hitler, if if that. Yeah. So um, she's super. Spoilers: high Hitler is still alive. He is. So, but he doesn't appear in, he this, game. in this game. No. Yeah. Even though we went to the um, moon, I don't know how many bases they have on the moon, but they must have more than one. I really like this uh, this coffee scene. I know we talked about it a few times before. Um, even playing through this again, like whatever time this is of me playing it through, I still didn't remember that it was a uh, like. There's no effect by which pictures you take. It does like not matter. It at doesn't all. matter. Like she's just fucking with you. Yep. But it, it's it's still like intense, like every time though. Yeah, because like it, it just seems like it's such a calm setting, and then at any moment, like there's a big ass robot like sitting right next to the table over there too. I don't know why they put just such a huge robot on the plan or on the train too. Because like, how did that thing fit through the door? <laughs> Personal protection, I guess. If these guys are so high ranking, yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, they, they fuck with us a little bit and uh, let us go back to Anya. And um, we end the mission with one of a uh, one of a few sex scenes in the in the game. They're pretty graphic. They are like like they're not like up close and personal, but like they sh- show them fucking for a couple minutes. <laughs> I like how uh, simple the dialogue is in transition to this because. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> there's only one bed there's, there's only one bed do you mind sharing and then it just cuts to that <laughs> it's just like yeah. that was so simple but then again like you know like you don't want to over dramatize it either like they both like each other they already know what the fuck's going on like been through a lot of shit adults. together yeah yeah so 
I don't know what I expected, but I just thought it was a little cheesy. But real life is also (laughs) cheesy, so you can't really expect anything else. It gets better when um, I think there's like two more scenes of it in the game. One or two. Um, I think there's at least one more. They're fucking in the resistance compound. Yep. (laughs) And she's like, do you have time? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, yeah, what? What's up? And they go into the room and everyone can just hear them fucking. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, there's an interesting transition after the sex scene where it just cuts to a hotel in Berlin where yeah, uh, really good wakes up and basically gets up and basically explains to you, you know, that she's going to go distract the guards and um, you're sitting right outside the prison. You got to hop onto the truck to get into the prison. Um, solid plan. If you ask me, uh, do you, but it's one way to get in. Yeah. So this is like banking on the fact that the Nazis have, air vent systems that are easily accessible to the rest of the prison. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they accounted for that or they're just kind of winging it on this plan here, but who knows? I think Anya knows more about, uh, you know, Nazi infrastructure than we do, honestly. So I think, I think she might've yeah. known, but cause she did do the research on the, the concrete blocks or what the concrete is made out of in the later on in the game. But yeah, I, I feel like really she had smart. some idea. Yeah. She might've had some idea of like how it operates or how it works. So I'm gonna go with I that. I don't think it's her. Was it her sister? I think she later in the game during the, the swimming section, she gave us some audio logs that you can, it's optional if you want to go listen to them. Yeah. Um, from this other girl and you get to hear her story about like how she fought the Nazis and stuff like where she was sleeping with them and then like killing them. Um, so I, I can't remember if that was her sister or not, but yeah, there's a lot of, um, like cool side stories and stuff about other people and their resistance tactics against the Nazis. Yeah. I listened to a few of them. I didn't listen to all of them because there's so many. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, the like they were pretty interesting stories. They were like kind of little, little diary logs of like what she was going through and stuff. So yeah. But yeah, um, this is where we're breaking into the Eisenwald prison, and so basically after we hop onto the hop onto the the truck after a lot of like you know uh scaling and all that stuff we actually well actually we go through a whole building because we we actually go in to get the laser cutter and then we get a little few opportunities to use the laser cutter on some fences and stuff and then we fight through some nazis and stuff that were there and after we climb out a window we're finally able to get to the wall where we're supposed to and um actually climb onto the truck where uh, one of the Nazis were escorting some prisoners onto the truck. And I'm pretty sure one of them were, was Fergus or Wyatt or whoever you chose. Well, I guess play this playthrough it's Fergus, but yeah. So we, uh, we get into the prison 
and work our way to the cells. We actually we find Fergus there. Weirdly enough, yeah. not sure why he got sent to Berlin, but uh, yeah, we get to free them and have another fun or our first prison escape of two yeah. in the game. I mean, up to this and, point, it was all stealth because all you're equipped with was a knife, and you're not even able to get any yep. guns because all of the guards are have batons and stuff. So, um, we have a cool encounter with like running away from. A panzer hound but other than that it's yep. just like pretty generic stealth encounters throughout the whole level yeah but yeah i like this mission and going through them again they're most of these missions are pretty short and they go uh they go pretty quick yeah we uh we get to the control room and start like a mass escape for the whole prison uh by let every, letting everyone open and uh Managed to get out of the prison with Fergus and crash our fucking car, go into a <laughs> sewer, come out of another sewer, and then get in our car with Anya and get away. I yeah. feel like they didn't plan all that. It was just like, no, they did not. Ball. Well, <laughs> Fergus, like, for some reason, had a very good idea of how the cameras, where the cameras were, and all that. So I well, don't know if he was like planning a an escape to be fair their their base was pretty close there so they probably know the cameras around their base because yeah it's through a secret waterfall yeah okay that makes sense yeah and uh chapter five here nothing really to note we're just we're around the uh the resistance base now and we get to meet everyone and it's kind of this is just like your hub like your going to be here a couple times throughout the game and it's just mostly dialogue throughout here trying to find a way into london so that we can uh sabotage some nazi shit yeah and there are some side missions that you could do throughout this too um i think uh one of like finding Anne's ring or finding max's toys but other than that it's just it's just finding stuff for people. Mm-hmm. It's not really. Well, there is one point where you go into the hangar and then you like drop into the sewers and do like a little side thing there. I don't even know if that's a side thing. I think that's part of the main thing. No, that's for the for the concrete. Yeah, that's for the concrete. That's right. Um, other than that, like the side quests aren't really that worth it in my opinion um you can get a little cutscene for each one um you know talking to different yeah, just extra extra character building helps you get a little yeah. closer to everyone character development and then there's the the nap or the place you sleep and you can go into the 3d wolfenstein or wolfenstein <laughs> 3d um yep. that's pretty cool but other than that, that's pretty much all the resist, uh, resistance bases. I really like this uh, this next chapter. Once we're done um, plotting, I can't remember this guy's name, which is sad because he gave his life for the cause. But we, um, we're we in a car driving with this guy, and he lets us out, and then he fucking floors it into the London Nautica, which is this just massive Nazi building. And uh, pretty much blows up the first few floors. 
which creates a distraction and a way for us to get in there. So, yeah, we uh, we get to sneak One in there and then <laughs> steal some uh, secret Nazi documents. And this is also where we get the uh, like the laser craft work, which is cool, which is like the full version of the laser cutter because it's got the um, the other portion on it. Like when we grab the laser craft work, we just kind of throw out the laser cutter. It's like we don't need this anymore. So yeah. throw that out. <laughs> this is the advanced one. And we uh, get to steal some helicopters here at this base as well for yeah. our resistance. This this level is pretty fun because it's a lot of this is where we get into like the full swing of things like full guns blazing and everything because I'm pretty sure, you know, we're expected to know how to play by now. So they just kind of like throw a lot of shit at us and, um, you know. Like cool set pieces throughout this too. I remember there's like a uh, a moon dome or whatever you have to climb to the mm-hmm. top of, you know, climbing up stairs, and there's like Nazi shooting at you, and you're just fighting your way up it to the top. That part's pretty cool. And a lot of uh, little hallways, people popping up at. Yeah, and then once you get to the airplane, or once you get to the hangar. Uh, that's when things get really interesting because then you get the big robots to deal with. Yeah, the uh, the robots here, I'd say, aren't too bad. It's more just uh, learning how to work with their their fighting style and getting yeah. around them. Um, yeah, getting around them. That's that's the main thing. Uh, yeah. Need a lot of yeah, firepower. Um, there's a cutscene where you have to. I mean, cutscene. There's a little part where you have to carry Caroline into the into the helicopter, and then you bring the helicopters back to the base. Yeah, now we got some helicopters to work with. Yeah, I think <laughs> the next part we're at the base, right? Yeah, uh, for chapter seven here, we're once again at our uh, resistance hideout and we kind of spend this whole chapter just talking and uh, this is where we also analyze the concrete and where yeah. Anya is like hey someone's been poisoning this um, so when we find out about the uh, uh, the dot you should which is the uh, the secret organization that um, like created some of this stuff so yeah it's, a, we it's actually mold so yeah. they actually yeah. uh, they altered the concrete compound to actually like so it would create mold on its own and the mold that's been killing people. So and yeah, like the whole mold. objective of this, like the funny thing is the whole objective of this uh, chapter is to get a circular saw that fell down into the sewer <laughs> and uh, basically running around down there shooting robots like the little droid things are flying around you finally get yeah. well the uh the the dot you should um created the concrete but set while in prison has been um poisoning it with the mold oh. so that it wouldn't work as well okay that makes sense um yeah so we we find some documents and uh we kind of find out that hey this is probably the guy that's doing it i mean anya's smart she's just figuring it out somehow 
Yeah. We, we find what prison he's located in and time for us to go break into another prison. Yeah. Um, but this, this time we don't break into it. We are actually playing as a prisoner. Yes. Yes, we are. Which and is kind of like, uh, you know, like, uh, sorry, I, I, like, I just want to point this out. Like, this is like kind of like wild to me. How like we put ourselves in this perspective of like as a prisoner going into a uh, a death camp where yeah. we're coming out of a train car and everything, and there's Freyu there, like smacking people and stuff, like. It's nuts. Did you say Freyu? What did I say? <laughs> well, what's uh, your name? Frau. 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 Okay, I uh, it's I pronounced it. Okay, I got uh, the general Frau idea was... of it. I didn't butcher it that much. Come on. <laughs> Frau was okay, like the fr- German word for like Mrs. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, so she's here. She's just kind of fucking everywhere. Yeah. Um. I don't think she she didn't notice us right away, but we uh, we get in processed here and get our. I uh, this might be the wrong word for it, but like the Jew number, <laughs> like yeah. the the number that the, no, the like Nazis would like put on your arms, um, in like the yeah. Jewish death camps. Um, um. We get what we get one of those. Yeah. Another crazy thing is that like Freyu, like she like grabbed the baby that one of the <laughs> prisoners had like held it upside down and that like ugh, it's like disgusting disgusting behavior done by the nazis surprise but as we're walking in they did actually notice us they're like um look at this one he looks familiar this is like the same people that we found on the train bobby and yeah uh, Frau, Freu, Fre, what is it? <laughs> Frau Engel, Frau. Okay, uh, Frau. Okay, Frau. Yeah, Bobby <laughs> and Frau. Gotcha. I would just say like Engel. Angle. Yeah, let's go with that. Angle. <laughs> otherwise, you're just saying like misses. <laughs> yeah, let's just go with Angle. Angle Frau. German's fun. Uh, but yeah, we get the we get the the prisoner number and um and we go we get, to we a little mini game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, doing a little mini game where we're making concrete. This thing frustrated the hell out of me because the did. controls are really weird here. Yeah. And I'm like, I was pressing all of them. I'm like, okay, what actually presses the buttons? Is it like LBRB? Am I leaning a certain direction? I still don't know. Um, I just feel like I even pressed enough buttons where eventually he pressed the right thing. You're uh, it, we're we're trying yeah, to jam the machine just here. Up, down, left, or not up, down, left, left, right, and down for the controls for this machine. I thought so, but I was like, I don't know, it just wasn't working that well on controller. Oh, so. <laughs> it's very. Uh, the main thing is oh. though that there is a little. We're supposed to break it to distract the guards. Yep. And so there's a little thing that breaks off, and then we throw a little uh, little piece that falls off of the button. 
and we threw it in there and it, it blows up the whole machine and so the the guards are distracted uh we convince one of the other guys that or i mean we didn't convince him we tell him that his wife is in the same cell block that we are in and so we gotta switch suits so we can go into his cell block to get to yep. set and uh he agrees so we're actually able to get into our the cell block and talk to set and he basically tells us how smart he is and how he doesn't want to help us and <laughs> um so we gotta go do something for him um, yeah i forgot what we were i uh we, we do some some side quests here where we got to find a battery and um take down a guard here to turn off the uh security system and their fucking security is super lax here for a death camp. It is. Yeah. We managed to get all this done. And on our way out to get the battery, we get shocked by it and pass out. And this is when we like actually get caught by, um, by angle and booby. Um, and we get set to execution. <laughs> kind of ruins our plans a little bit. Yeah. But, but things change because we actually got the battery and everything. And all we got to do is get it to set who is sitting right next to us. And so yes. with the action powers we have, we throw the battery to him and he puts the battery <laughs> in. <laughs> I don't know how he does all this, but like he puts I, the battery I don't in know and uh, starts controlling the machine and the machine, the, the, ro- the big robot thing. Uh, I love this scene. Smacking soldiers and throw them away. And, <laughs> yeah. And she's just, uh, uh, Frau Angle is coming right up to our face and swearing at us and, like, pretty much giving us death threats. And the fucking robot crushes her head and throws her. Yeah. Which she should have died. But, she you know, it's Wolfenstein, so we can't really guarantee any deaths here. No matter how no. crazy the death is <laughs> um, no she's she's not dead yet but we get a really cool fucking mech portion here oh yeah this, this is super fun uh Frau uh, Engel returns at the end of this as we escape and she does uh, shoots up one of our cars as half of her face is hanging off <laughs> you can't escape no one leaves my camp <laughs> And just she has two assault rifles too, and then she starts <laughs> mowing them down. Ugh, with yeah. their all I, with their messed up face and everything. I'm Ugh. actually really glad that they didn't make Hitler the main baddie for this one because I yeah. I really like Engel. I think she's uh she's a good villain. She's hateable. And... She's yeah, very hateable character. So like yeah, way different than the generic uh, Hitler. <laughs> Is, <laughs> is Hitler old school? Yeah. Let us know. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Hitler's yeah. not keeping up with the times. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> faster ways to kill people, man. Come on, come on, be creative. Let's not do Hitler anymore. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we get so back to our HQ once again. We we spend a lot of time at this this place in our game. We do. Um, we kind of talk to set a lot here and we get him a welder have a quick this is where we have a quick bang with Anya again where everyone oh listens. yeah she's like you and, have time uh, 
Oh yeah, time. We um, get a new submersible made by Set that takes us to a. Uh, we're we're trying to take this to a train station to take a train. Uh, to get into a missile, to go to a sub, to steal a sub. <laughs> it's a whole thing. It's a uh, very crazy plan. <laughs> so we we get to go through this submersible level, um, driving through all the, or sailing through all the water and stuff. And it's a pretty cool level. I, I don't really much like water levels, but this one isn't terrible. Um, yeah, it's a lot of what you'd expect. I mean, managing the water levels, rising and lowering it, managing pumps and stuff is just something we've all seen before. It's nothing too crazy, but yep. you know, it's it's <laughs> what, it's what you got to do in order to progress. So we get to the train station at the very end of this level, and we get to hide in or in a torpedo that's headed to a U-boat to restock it. Um, we have a Nazi defector that helped us get in here. So he agrees to, to sneak us into it. And then uh, I think this U-boat level is probably maybe my favorite chapter in this game. It's, yeah. It's really short, but it's, I really like being on the U-boat. It's uh it's fun. It's nice close quarter combat. It's perfect for the, uh, the shotgun with the ricochet. Oh, yep. Um, and then this game or this this level can also be done pretty much entirely stealthily, which is just awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's definitely some parts where it can't be because I know uh, they sometimes they just know you're there, even if even if you're stealth. Yeah. Um, and like. I think that's to encourage like the whole tense situation of like the last part where you got to get the codes or something. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, once you do that, do all that, you get to the buoys where you gotta raise the buoys and then actually get a signal out to um, Fergus, and so he can actually pick you up. Or actually, yeah, so they can get onto the U-boat, thing. so they can get down into the the bottom yep. or something. So, so now we uh we have a fucking Nazi U-boat that's capable of shooting nukes, yep. and these like, three helicopters and stuff. So we're Nazis aren't doing too good at like securing their property. Nah. Well, especially with uh, Blaskovitz. <laughs> yeah, it's hard and to defend uh, against the, him. The U-boat has a submersible as well that helps us get down to the uh, dock. You should, um, what do they call it? Like a super, a superstore. <laughs> I can't remember their um, their secret place full of all the uh, inventions they made. Um, and once we get down there at the bottom of the seafloor, that's where we get the uh, super suit for Catherine and the the spindly ball. Yep. The spindly torque. I don't know. It, it know, was something in German, but it's like in English, it's the spindly torque. I'm like, what kind yeah. of name is that? So we dive deep further into the, the crazy fucking web that this plan is. So we're going to take the spindly ball. 
We're going to crash a train with it. We're going to take this Nazi guy's passport, go to the moon. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to steal the launch codes, come back to the U-boat, and blow up Death Head. Death's Head. (laughs) This whole thing sounds like like a a Fast and Furious plot. As I was writing this, I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Like, I... You kind of just play through the game sometimes without even thinking about it. And as you start to like actually write it down and talk about it, you're like, this is fucking insane. It is. <laughs> and like, you're doing a lot of things that are just fun and cool, which is like, is the whole, like the whole point of the game. Right. But like when you think about the actual writing of it, you're like, what the hell were they on? Were they doing this shit? <laughs> I, uh, well, like, we're also in a world where Nazis have like uh, super advanced technology too. So like, you know, that's true. I guess like going to the moon is like not something unheard of in this kind of world. So, <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, we take the, the super suit for Catherine. Uh, she's a cripple if we haven't mentioned that. So this suit helps her walk again because it's, I don't know. It's fucking God armor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the uh, the spindly ball is really cool. It uh, I don't really know how you like so, use this accurately. Like I don't you just drop it and it fucks up everything. Yeah, so it basically shoots out a bunch of spikes and like grabs stuff, and then it like spins, yeah. so it just pulls things like away from like it just pulls things out, so it just destroys stuff. And we get to see yep. this here on the next part where we uh, go to the bridge where, you know, we got to get the Nazi passport and crash a train. So the train's coming on a bridge. So we deploy this spindly thing and it grabs the bridge and just completely destroys it. <laughs> so Fergus's great idea is to drop you off way over here. Well, apparently yeah, it's the, the safest fuck, spot to drop you off. And uh, yeah, you have it's to fight through a bunch of like... Nazis on this destroyed bridge, which is actually a really fun level. Uh, I'm not going to lie. There's like one guy actually near the guy with the codes. Yeah. Fuck and then he picks but, uh... us up again and then takes us closer to the like, what, can we stop here first? You know, <laughs> just bring us to the, to the car we need to go to. You know yeah, which car like, we're going to. Why can't we do that? Like we like. I am a action hero badass. You could just hover me over the train car and I could just jump down into the train car itself. Like it's not a big right. deal, man. But or this, instead this of giving it really to Caroline, instead of giving the suit to Caroline, you could just give it to me and then I could just jump into the the train car and then we're we're good. You know, no full yeah, damage. You're golden. Yeah, we're golden, literally. Um, so yeah we're we're kind of traversing a destructed bridge and train cars all over yeah um pretty fun level though yeah kill your way to the uh, to the correct train car at the end um i I really like myself scavenging a lot throughout this level like there's just a lot of like slow moments at least through that first half where it was just navigating through the destroyed train cars and the bridge and stuff. I was just looting stuff and not as much shooting. Um, it allowed them to have some cool uh, 
cool scenes and stuff like the the one nazi at the at the start getting crushed by rock yeah um, some reason there's another nazi later on that's beating someone else to death um like just interesting vignettes in this one <laughs> it's just people crushed and like dead bodies everywhere from the train flying and yeah but uh we we do get to the train car at the very end it's uh hanging off the cliff that has our papers we need and um i really like this montage it is really cool um yeah we we'll skip the entire level here. worth uh what, what could have been an entire level worth of stuff it's like yeah you need to shave and get a haircut and it's like anya voicing over his plan as he's doing it yeah in the I think it would have been cool to like do a whole first person thing of like walking in disguised as a, you know, a, a, a Nazi officer and getting yeah. out of the, the, the rocket or whatever. I thought that would be really cool, but I do wish we had a little bit longer um, on the Nazi base of getting to be in uniform. So we, yeah. we start chapter 13 here in our disguise and we pretty much almost immediately make our way to, the luggage room to get our guns back and then we change so I'm like yeah what? like why not just try and keep the disguise as far as we can that's that's what i was thinking too i was hoping that's why i was like looking for a way to go forward but everything was locked and i obviously had to like be some weirdo that climbed into this uh conveyor belt even though everybody <laughs> saw me they're they even mentioned it. They're <laughs> like, what's the officer doing? Oh, it's it's like, oh, it's just doing officer stuff. Don't worry about him. <laughs> it's like, like, he's too high ranking people worry about what he's doing. Yeah. And like, once we get in here to grab our gear, like we could have just kept the whole disguise on while also having our weapons. But yeah, the, the instead eight weapons we just, sticking out of our pockets. <laughs> we had to wear our, uh, leather jacket and shit you know it's gonna look cool in his his signature little headset yeah um (laughs) i yeah i think it would have been cool to have like some sort of like rpg element or some shit like even if i had like a choice to like try to get through a uh a disguise check or something like if uh, Mm -hmm. uh like another nazi um soldier oh, talking like to another, me i like had to like, like another game like, lie to them <laughs> another thing like the train thing where you like have to choose one thing or another yeah exactly but like this actually would have a consequence but then that wouldn't make any sense either because then they would have to have like two pathways for the level or something but uh, well you have one it, pathway where you shoot your way through and one where they let you through yeah that's true that's true yeah, that could have been a cool outcome but kind of different yeah. from their whole philosophy of this game but yeah we um do get to go for a nice spacewalk while we're out here uh and for some reason we take a second to cut off our nazi tattoo or a, our uh, number tattoo that we got in yeah prison. that was, was a little weird i was stuck here for like five minutes because i'm like i all the doors are locked where do i go next yeah, and then you had to like go click on this box to watch a cutscene of you cutting your skin off. Yeah, like, okay, that's gonna get infected, BJ. An entire slab of skin he just tore off. 
I was yeah. I was really grossed out by that. <laughs> I was like, you have to go pretty deep. This guy's a maniac, man. <laughs> he's he out. He, he's just like he hates it so much that he's just gonna be like tearing a whole like he he tore out some muscle. I'm sure too. Like that shit was deep. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a tattoo. It's probably going through most of your skin. <laughs> you probably cut plus, it all the way to the muscle. Yeah, and plus you have like some like major ligaments there that operate your hand. So like you can't really dig that deep into your arm without actually messing up your motor skills for your yeah. hand. Andy's so, right-handed, so. Yeah, Andy's right-handed, so this is this is wild, man. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, the tattoo was on his right hand. Yeah, so or his right arm. So, yeah, that's yeah. going to fuck up the shooting, but it does not it does not we we get to the main room like i'm just amazed at the lack of nazi security overall like we did kill a lot of people and we are on the moon but we just go to this like printer and like print it off some new new codes (laughs) (laughs) it's so simple i'm i was expecting there's uh there was gonna be a bunch of dudes in this last room and so I snuck in yeah. there and then I walked in and there's like nobody in there. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do this right here. The big oval office room. Yeah. I I do really like this space tram. Um, I thought I broke the game at first. So we, we kill these two mechs out here in like the space transport thing. And then I jumped back into the ship where they came from. And I thought yeah. I wasn't supposed to go in there, but then, um, that is actually where you're supposed to go. You get a little cutscene of you uh, sneaking aboard, and the uh, the the transport guy saying like, "Hey, I left him behind. He's probably dead." Hmm? Like, bro, you didn't see your fucking mechs get taken down out there, right? So of course we uh, kill him, and he gets to scream on the mic uh, before he yeah. dies. He's on the ship. He's inside the ship. <laughs> Save me! Hey, yeah, uh, we kill him. Crash back down in Berlin, getting yep. shot at by a bunch of dudes, and can't really do much right now. But yeah, uh, we're just in a fucking transport pod. You get shot yeah. out of here. Um, but I mean, it, it, it translates into this cool little cutscene where you like jump out the back as it crashes down, and then uh, swing into a building and stab a guy, and then you're just fighting through another building. Well, it's really cool. <laughs> That first guy, you don't even stab him. You just fucking crushed his head into concrete with the amount of force. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you do. You're like a that's right, man, swinging into a window, <laughs> at flying into the window out of nowhere. That guy did not see that coming. No, that's the last thing he expected. Soft landing for BJ, but not for that guy. No, yeah, definitely not. Um, I like these sections. The game. Uh, all feels like it's in one little area here. This last section, yeah, because uh, we're we're kind of fighting our way through this building, trying to make our way out of here, uh, fighting some like helos and stuff as they're shooting us. And then we get the the London Monitor boss battle at the end here. Yeah, London Monitor. This was the pretty straightforward and lame boss fight that I was talking about before. <laughs> um. So he has a few different attacks. Uh, so he sh- he either shoots you with a laser or he 
um, has like an AOE thing right below him. Yeah. He shoots a bunch of fire. And then he, I didn't like that. And then he has rockets, which are the main thing. If you shoot all the rockets, then he's dead. Uh, yeah, not much more than that. If you shoot all the rockets before they shoot at you, when he opens them up, then you pretty much got him. I did like the laser because he was actually destroying parts of the map and made less areas to hide. He didn't use it much, or at least you're easy to be quicker than him to disable it. But the fire was fucking annoying. I kept trying to run up under there, and he kept walking away. And by the time I would get right under him, it would be closed. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was the main thing. Is like, I had to make sure that when I shot him in the eye, I had to be pretty much close to him or yep. right below him. I pretty much strategized it to where um, I would be in the trenches, like right where he was standing. So, because I mean, he could still shoot you with his eye, like right as you're, right as you're like below him. him. So you could shoot yep. his eye like right below him, and then just shoot his uh, bottom, and then. Yeah, not a like, not terrible boss battle. It's just a little, uh, I don't know, cut and dry. Underwhelming. First underwhelming. Yeah, yeah underwhelming. Yeah. That's a good. I would like to be sufficiently whelmed. Yeah, that, that is a minimum. But after that, we get picked up by, um, by Klaus. Klaus. Former Nazi and, Klaus. Uh, we're driving back to the base, which is getting taken over by Nazis. And getting destroyed. And um, we crash at the front door. Yep. And there's Nazis that are surrounding us. And Klaus gets shot. And then Max Haas comes up and Max Haas. kills all the Nazis. I um, I didn't remember if Klaus survived or not. So I was like surprised seeing him get shot the fuck up there. Uh, he did not. He, he did survive up until we got him to the helicopter, and then he died Somehow. on the helicopter. Took like four Somehow, rounds. yeah. <laughs> he took so many rounds to the chest. I don't know how he <laughs> survived that long. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, we managed to make our way into the base though, and um, pretty much everyone's gone except uh, uh, Fergus, Caroline, us, and then uh, Max Haas. Yeah, there was that one lady. Uh, I forgot her name. I, she's yeah, really nerdy with numbers, and she like calculated the whole thing. She's like, yeah, I killed nineteen soldiers. I forgot her name though. Yeah, I kind of like that though. She's like to win the war, like each resistance person has to kill nineteen each. Yeah, and she's and like, she already got, killed like, eleven. She already has like a whole like pile of bodies stacked up but um <laughs> she basically says like go on without me and it was kind of sad but yes she only got two more yeah um yeah this game like that's what i meant like this game has so many like side stories that like really show like what would be cool of like a war in the worlds type of thing of like the Nazis running the world and everything just being shit. Um, and then you have like the, the funnier storyline, which is like anything BJ's involved with. Right. Yeah. 
He's like, he is the comedic relief. Or anybody he's involved with. Yeah. The, um, we do still have our helicopter out of here for some reason. That's not one of the first things they went to destroy. So the, the four of us get out of here and, uh, yeah. Klaus dies on the flight on the way over to the U-boat. Yeah. Very sad. And, very sad. Uh, Our after last that, level. we have a little cutscene of, um, you know, Blaskovitz dreaming of his American dream with Anya cooking on the grill and he's just chilling and there's two kids running around in his backyard or his house. Uh, but sadly, that's not the reality. We cut back to being on a U-boat uh, where we uh, where we have to climb into a... We have to go... We're, we're going back to Death's Head's compound now. So basically, yeah. we got to fire the spindly hook to take out the whole side of it so we can get in. Because yep. that's where they brought Anya on set and everyone else yep. um, when they captured them. What I got to say is like, how are four of us manning an entire U-boat? Unless we left people behind on the U-boat that didn't get captured. But would a I mean, U-boat a big be sh- that complicated to operate? Like, I don't know, honestly. I mean, you see how many people we killed on the way to capture it. That's true. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot more than just a one, one or two person job. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we do get to uh, to take our water walking suit to like shoot the anti-air gun which is pretty cool scene i like this yeah i like that too um we we get to to hop in and shoot one right at the side of death's head compound um we're lucky our friends weren't being held on that side (laughs) yeah i guess because it puts a pretty big fucking hole in the side yeah well it took out the whole side of the building it seemed like like the entire yeah. side, but then again, I guess, I guess I didn't really get a good look at it before climbing in to do the work. But uh, yeah, that said, that Ted's compound is actually uh, pretty fun because, like, at this point, you're like you're super good at the game, and you like you know what you're doing. You're well equipped. You got all your perks, and now you just kind of rain free and it's a lot of uh shooting yeah. there's a lot of big enemies in this level too for it being the last level it's definitely a shit ton of super soldiers and uh big robots and yeah it's a good time yeah it's uh a big winding up to the final final boss battle death head yep. death's head himself God, he's got to have the most complicated name. At least yes. we're not saying it in German, which has got to be probably worse. Yeah. As Germans well, love I... their really long fucking words. They do. Well, was it was it that said in German? Is Totenkampf? Totenkampf? Kampf. Yeah. Kampf. Totenkampf. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, before we get to Death Said, we run into Bobby. Bobby. 
or what, whatever Booby. his name is with the stupid mustache. <laughs> Come on, Bobby. I hate that fucking mustache. Yeah. You don't even see it until you're close to him. That's how fucking stupid it is. He's such a um, creep. Um, he is. But he fucking injects us with a horse trank uh, and wants to kill us in front of uh, in front of Engel over um, over Skype or whatever they use in Nazi Germany. Yeah. It does not work. Um, it does not work. Even though we get stabbed with seemingly right in the heart. <laughs> we kind of shrug it off and use that same knife to stab him in the head. Yep. And boy, does it feel she great. So After awesome. biting his ear off, nonetheless. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> um, he was like, wait, how are you still moving? I give you enough to like tranquilize an elephant. Um, yeah. He's like, there must be something really wrong with your head. So I'm wondering <laughs> if that's like a hint of like... Is that their excuse they're going with? Is hey, we got metal in our brains, so we're mean to tranquilizers. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but uh, you know, know what? That you, you could go with that, sure. <laughs> uh, I yeah. Uh, well, that's the data now. We got head metal in our brains, so we're kind of immune to horse <laughs> tranquilizers. Um, and anything else, pretty much. That's the last time we see Angle is uh, after she logs off the video. We don't see yeah. her again till the second game. Yeah, we get to uh, limp through the base a little bit, or uh, super drowsy from the from the horse tranquilizer, but not out. Yeah, and the Anya and crew have freed themselves already, so yep. <laughs> we didn't need to come save them. Yeah. And they then, uh, get us into the elevator. Yeah, the elevator. Having some troubles with the elevators. Or the elevator. So basically, we drop them off on that floor. And then, of course, before Blaskovitz gets out, the whole elevator just drops. And then it's like, okay, we're alone again. And yep, of course, once we get to and, the uh, bottom, we run into Death's Head. The other way around. He brings us all the way to the top. Oh, the top. Yeah, that's right. Dippy dip top. Yeah, because uh, Death's Head was probably watching, and that's what I'm going to use as my cannon as well, is that that was intentional, not just a plot convenience yeah. that he just wanted us. But Because uh, he was clearly expecting us when we got to him, so. Yeah, he's fucking smiling at us through glass again. <laughs> his creepy this, smile this motherfucker uh, I want to know what happened to his face <laughs> that, that's where I think a good prequel would show us some stuff yeah I don't know if like uh, that original Wolfenstein that came out in 2009 I, I don't know if that mm -hmm. has anything to do with this oh shit yeah that could be Cause I never, I never played through the whole thing, but I've, I've watched a little bit of it, and it looked cool, and I wanted to play it, but never actually huh. played it. I'll so it, it like could a, have some relation to it, like a Wolfenstein timeline video. <laughs> yeah, we'll have we, to see um, someone else explain it. <laughs> we get to watch his death's head uh, taunts us a bit through the glass. He uh, shows us why it's brain, and we. This is where we get to see the more gruesome version of the cutscene that we missed earlier. Yeah. Of, uh, of Wyatt being extracted. 
his brain gets extracted from it gets put into a jar and then this jar gets put into a giant robot and then it just starts <laughs> operating now we have to uh, fight Wyatt yeah we're not going to talk about the science behind this but that's that's uh the 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 robot works now so which the robot yeah, is I now mean, Wyatt and we have to fight Wyatt narratively <laughs> it's cool though i guess it is like getting to reunite with our old friend and fight him yeah um cuz he's still conscious and like doesn't want to do this but like the robot actions are like making him he's programmed to do so so he can't really help himself but yeah, him being a... op- wait wouldn't the whole point of uh you know using an actual brain for a robot wouldn't that the use of that being like more ai not ai but more intelligent for you know what i mean so more autonomous mm-hmm. that would be my guess i'm sure they put restrictions on just because of whose brain you put in i don't know because he he also like said now like kill him so i wonder if it's like also voice commanded from uh said maybe but uh again like don't don't look in this game at this game from a science perspective or medical yeah that's true (laughs) yeah don't think about it too much just enjoy the enjoy Enjoy the the craziness yeah um Uh, why it's pretty easy to defeat he uh, he kind of asks us to uh, dispose of him and break his brain jar um and then we get the the real boss battle which is a death's head in a mech. It's another yeah. mech. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you don't know what to do with this part, it could be a pain in the ass. Um, but fortunately, we did know what to do at this part, so it wasn't that bad. Um, but the thing is, like trying to find some cover that could actually protect you is the main thing. And then getting an opportunity to shoot him. But this yeah, next part, I, I died a few times. Not the biggest fan of this boss battle. He got to disable those Zeppelins and and then it shocks him and uh, yeah. blows him down to the next level. And this is where you actually get to shoot him because before he was protected by a shield. Yeah, uh, you pretty much use all the ammo in every single one of your guns that you have here. That's that's all it is, man. You're running around trying to survive, <clears throat> getting shot at. So much fire, <laughs> shooting at him, dodging all the fire, and uh, <clears throat> it's just long. It's just very long of doing the same thing over and over again. Uh, for me, I was using the laser craft work. And just shooting him mm-hmm. with the, the charged laser. Going to get some more charge on it. Then going to get some more. Just doing that over and over. Just trying to avoid getting shot. I couldn't really find a more yeah, efficient well, way to kill him. Overall, I don't think it's a terrible boss battle. Like Other than dodging the fire. It's not terribly difficult. Um, we, we disable his mech at the end though. And get to uh, pull out a knife. We want to go finish him up close and personal. But Death's Head has a uh, a different path for this encounter to go. Yeah. Yeah, he pulls out a grenade and holds it like two inches away from our face 
I'm exaggerating, but <laughs> he holds it pretty Not damn close off. to us. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is it. There's no way we can survive this. And he gets and he blows us up, both of us. Death's head turns into fucking giblets. Yeah, Death's head turns into giblets while we're still alive, pretty much all intact, crawling to the edge, you know, admiring Anya as she's <laughs> freeing the prisoners. And uh, Blaskovitz is over here just being a poet, just coming up with like a bunch of analogies. Mother of exiles. Give me your tired, <laughs> your poor, you know, like your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. You know, like he's so yeah, <laughs> like he's so poetic in his thoughts, and uh, I just thought this is wild. But uh, yeah, she escapes. Yeah, Anya, Anya, and crew get out of there. Yeah, and then Fergus is like, "Am I clear to fire?" And then he, Blaskovitz says, "You're clear." And then cut to the credits. Roll the credits. Roll the credits. So, I mean, we can only assume that he died, right? I mean, come on. He got blown up. If if you don't look (laughs) at the cover of the second game or play the second game, then yeah, Yeah. you'll you'll assume he died. Which was, I mean, the the reality of like six years. Yeah, Yeah, if you played this back in 2014. I think that was an awesome way to end it. Like, I wouldn't have minded if this was a one-off game. Exactly. That that's how you know it was a good game. It's like it's not like really sequel bait, but like you can only imply that that's how it ends. So you're not really expecting another one. Um, too many games nowadays have like uh, sequel bait at the end of it, and then next thing you know, you have all your fans just waiting eagerly for the next game, <laughs> and they get impatient, and then you have to rush it, and you end up coming out with a half-assed game yeah um that was that was wolfenstein one of the probably not maybe not the best of all time but one of my favorite of all time uh first person shooters and absolutely it's not gonna really leave you with any uh long-term thoughts like soma or any of the other games we've covered but uh it's a fun game and it's very enjoyable and yeah. it's one that I would not regret even buying a third time. It's, it's a good game. A good, uh, six to eight hours of just carnage and it's, it's a hell of a time. I enjoy it a lot. So stick around here a little bit and we're going to talk about our next game for May. But first, we want to tell you a little bit about the Popcorn Club. Yeah, the Popcorn Club. It's our Discord server. Uh, if you join it, we'll give you a, a free hat. Are we giving out free hats? Yeah, we're giving uh, out free hats to whoever. <laughs> I'm not making empty promises here. That was a total joke, okay? Um, but uh, we'll 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 do some. We'll 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 uh. We'll talk to you. We'll we'll uh, you know we'll we'll talk about the games and movies that we're currently watching and doing all that. I would love to hear what you guys are playing and or watching. So if you could join the Discord server and we could talk about it, that'd be great. 
Yeah, I uh, we may not have hats, but I will send out stickers to yeah. the first ten who join. So Get some stickers, man. Put it on your hydro flask. Put it on your hat. You know, put it on your laptop. Yeah. <laughs> so They're if you uh, if you join the Discord. Just shoot me a, uh, a DM on there and uh, I will get your address and I will send you out a sticker. Absolutely. Free charge. Free. Other than your time. But yeah, we're uh, we're also on Gmail at hazardousopinionspod at gmail.com or you can connect with us on Instagram at hazardousopinionspod. Um, we'll respond to both of those or you can ask questions there send suggestions for games and or movies or just uh, chat with us and let us know what you think about episodes. Uh, As well as that, we would also very much appreciate it if you give a rating or review on Spotify or Apple definitely helps us out and we would love you much for it. Yeah, that, that definitely for the Spotify thing, that would definitely help us out for the the Spotify algorithm. So if you want us to do more of this, please rate whatever you feel. Yes, help us uh, work through the algorithm as as we are all fighting in this yeah. world. It's the algorithm is the main enemy, and we need your <laughs> help. Join us. Algorithm is the new Nazism. Yeah. <laughs> So, as uh, as Maze Game is your pick, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so we're going to be playing Titanfall 2. Woo! Yeah, made by Respawn. We're not going to talk about the first Titanfall, because that's, uh, that's just a multiplayer game. We don't do that. <laughs> Imagine if we just did a whole episode on Call of Duty multiplayer. <laughs> we're <laughs> just going to be like, I hate it. It sucks. 10 and 40. And uh, in the second game... Yeah, uh, Titanfall 1 is great, since we'll never actually get to really formally talk about it. Uh, but I'm sure we'll discuss it more during Titanfall 2 as well. Yeah. Very highly recommend. Yeah, and uh, yeah. that's all I have. Again, if you have comments and or questions please hit us up at any of the previously mentioned or check out the description for links. All right. See you. See you next time.